Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. What is happening, weirdos? Uh, Noah Garfinkel is on the show today. Very excited that we got Noah in here. Good friends with old Joe Mandy, one of the one of the comedy duos of Joe Mandy uh, and uh, Noah Garfinkel. Is that a? Am I talking correctly? Anyway, let's get into it. A couple things that we're plugging up top. One is I'm taping my one-hour stand-up comedy special at the Moody Theater in Austin on October 23rd. Two free shows, 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. to get free tickets. Theblacklistnyc.com slash Pete H. That's how you do it. Go do that. Also, watch Mashup, which is going to be on uh, October 9th at 12.30 a.m. with me and my buddy T.J. Miller. is going to be a wonderful show, so please watch that. And live dates. These are all on my website. I'm going to be in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin, Minneapolis, Nashville, Atlanta, Boston, San Francisco, Portland, Philadelphia, and New York. Uh, come out to that. There's also a live You Made It Weird at the Gramercy in New York City on November 8th. I keep forgetting that one. Uh, so come out to that. That's going to be great. Email the show, weird at nerdist.com. And the sponsor is Amazon. So go to nerdist.com, go to this episode, go to the description of the episode, click on the Amazon banner, and then shop like you normally would. Buy stuff. Or go to youmadeitweird.com and buy a t-shirt for weirdos by weirdos. Or donate to Katie, which would be great because she was walking in a haunted house and she walked through some cotton candy, but she thought it was a spider web, like a delicious, like strawberry kind of spider web. Uh, which was really frightening to her because she thought there was like this kind of magical, kind of like whimsy-filled spider that was kind of blowing strawberry cotton candy webs, and that was really frightening for her. So donate to Katie, and please right now enjoy Noah Garfinkel. I I did, won't you? I, I like all this to be on the show. That's why I'm not standing up to talk. Okay. Have a seat, please. Oh, sure. Oh man. Hey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I uh, I don't know how I. Are we recording? Oh, okay. Great. Uh, every everything gets recorded. Now. Oh, okay. This... I don't I don't fuck around. Oh, is yours on? Is this on? Hello. Oh, there I am. You want yours up? Uh, I'm gonna not wear. Is it weird if I don't wear the headphones? That's a weird choice. Wait, has anybody <laughs> ever not worn the headphones before? Um, I think you'd be the first. Wait, re- why is that true? There has to be somebody that didn't wear them. This is interesting because you're late, uh, which is fine. I'm very late. I love uh, forgiveness so much. Uh, and it's mostly, I wonder if there's a selfish nature to it. Because uh, I'm, not, I'm genuinely not mad at you. You know what I mean? That's true. Well, I, I just wanted to stop you right here because um, <laughs> I'm listening to you say this. But because now I put the headphones back on, yeah. it just sounds like you're doing, it sounds like I'm just listening to this show. <laughs> Well, that's how I want it to be. You're listening okay. to a live version of the show. Yeah, but I can't, like, I'm not thinking over reactions. Because oh. I'm just. <laughs> You're just I'm working just out or something. To you. Do I'm you like, listen oh. to the show? I do. You do? Well, the thing no is. One li- no, nobody that does the show ever listens to the well, show. Well, I started. Here's what happened was I started listening to the show in order of uh, which episodes I thought would have my name mentioned ah, the, that's the most. That's so funny. So, Joe Mandy. So, Joe Mandy, number one. And you came up. Uh yeah yeah didn't a, you yes I don't remember what did we say oh uh it's just like things that like he hates everybody I love everybody stuff like that oh you do know, you general, love everybody I do love everyone <laughs> um I think everybody's really nice I'm really happy they're all doing whatever they're doing you have Jimmy Fallon 
You have Jimmy Fallon disease. I do have Jimmy Fallon. I've heard that Fallon about Jimmy disease. Fallon, which is, which is a wonderful rumor to start if it's not true that he loves everybody. Yeah, I wish that was a rumor about me. I guess it well, is we a can rumor start, about me. It is a rumor about me, and now we it is true. We just started it, and it's true, and Joe yes. hates everybody. But you, uh, let me ask you this. As someone who also who also loves everybody, yeah. kind of, Yeah. then there's this other side of me that, that uh, it shows its head every once in a while that hates everybody. Very, very like... Uh, I know. I know. It's hard. For, it's hard for me to admit that. But no, like, I was about to say. Oh no, I hate everything. Ah! I mean, like I, lo- <laughs> I love everyone, but, but they are nightmares, and I can't stand them. Yes, uh, but I love them. That's the the quickest zero to sixty <laughs> we've ever had on the show to like something that really moved me. Yeah, I mean, I really. I really do. Everyone I meet, I'm always uh, I love them. Benefit and I, of the doubt. Yeah, uh, enjoy oh, them. so m- more benefit than anyone deserves. I feel like for really? complete strangers. What about groups of people? Groups of people, I'm much more comfortable with disliking. Okay, there you go. Um, I'll, I'll, can I give you? I, I was just at a wedding and I saw a guy and I didn't like the the lay of his eyes, the way his eyes were <laughs> were separated, uh, <laughs> and the color of his skin. He was very milky and he uh, had like a high and tight buzz and he had a, a kind of a douchey shirt and the way he was drinking a beer with his father, uh, <laughs> presumably his father. I don't know. I'm just looking and building all this backstory and and I immediately like. Couldn't stand this man. But here's the second part. Me and that guy stuck in an elevator, best of friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I meet people all the time. Uh, I, I just became friends with this guy who was like a fr- uh, like a high school back. I don't know. One of the guys. Hut, hut. Go for it. Uh, yeah, go for it. Triangle, yeah, yeah. double triangle ball, pig. That is what they say, double triangle uh, ball. Grab the mask. Pig. Face masking is a flag on the play. That last <laughs> one was right. I played some Madden. Anyway, here's this guy who you'd think traditional, like, uh, you know, regular, uh, you know, he looks like Captain America. Yes. You'd think maybe I would be like, fuck this guy, and uh, just couldn't be more delighted with him. So anyway, I gave you a lot there. Well, yeah, I have a, a similar thing. Like, uh, I had a friend who lived in New York and then um, went a little Looney Tunes and moved to Japan. Oh. Uh, but before he moved to Japan, he had a big going away party. And there was this. Uh, there was a girl he used to date who they had had a very bad breakup that was entirely her fault. <laughs> and I, uh, so now out of loyalty to him, I decided not to like her because I can. I can make a decision not to like somebody. Well, you have to make a choice. Yes, you have to make it. Well, that's 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 a, a kind. I guess it's a kind thing. There's a breakup. Yeah, it's, but I'm doing it for some. There's somebody benefiting yeah. from me not liking this What's person. What's that called? Like, uh, sing, it's not singularity. It's solidarity. Is it? Oh, yes. Yeah, solidarity. You're showing your solidarity to your friend. Right, but then he was having a going away party. And and then his roommate was talking to all of us, and he's like, by the way, I invited um, – well, let's say – her name is not Lindsay, but we'll call her Lindsay sure. in the story uh, okay. as to not say her name on a podcast. Yeah. So he's like, hey, I uh, invited Lindsay to come, and we we're all like, why would you do – that is the worst idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then she, <laughs> uh, she hadn't come yet. Like, it was pretty late in the night, and I was drunk at the bar talking with a friend, and I was like, she better not come. That would be ridiculous if she came. Yeah. Like – that would be awful. And then yes. she walks in the door, and I was like, hey, like immediately. Yeah. I was like, it's so good to see you. And then I really, like, it was good to see. I couldn't, yes. well, that's uh, she's the, awful, and it was good to see you. That's the contradiction. You can know that it's horrible, like, that you hate somebody. And then I, I'm, uh, that's like a perfect example right from a page of, of yeah. my life. I do that all the time. Yeah, in I fact, really want to dislike people. And then I forget that I'm supposed to. Is it, it's like a dog like quality. Yeah, I also really more than me liking everybody is that I really, really just wish everyone liked me a lot. Yeah, so I, I think feel that's like what it is, yeah. I feel like you're like if I like everybody, then everybody will. Well, return that's what that I favor. was saying. Yeah. I forgave you. Yeah, in hopes, kind of shallow hope 
that you'll forgive me in one day. Which is, when I say it like that, it sounds horrible. I would be honored for you to fuck me over in some uh, way that I could <laughs> forgive you for. But that I mean, would make me feel better. That there is a there is a degree of uh, do we do anything just genuinely for good? Like, is is there some like like a scenario where no one will know? Uh, well, I. I took remember. a very interesting course in college. No, we're not. Yes, g- no, we don't. Please. We, oh, really? We're going to do the interesting yeah, no, course I need in college help. conversation? I need help. Uh, it was about uh, evolutionary ethics, like how ethics evolved uh, yes. from the time when we were little monkey men. When I was in college, I took New Testament. So please keep People are always boring. Like they think like, <laughs> oh, that movie's boring. Like I saw The Gray and it's like about how what like, is that? What is basically it? the gray is about like we all die and God isn't going to help you when you're dying basically like, oh yeah that's I believe that it's very existential yeah and I see that sort of stuff and I'm like oh my god and they're like <laughs> oh right Pete didn't go through that in college so please help me um, tell me about evolutionary was, ethics I'm probably getting this wrong because I was pretty high yeah when I read anything uh, when, did you that get time I heard life. about uh, I heard about Riff Raff like you that would study high did you then take tests high no 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 i wouldn't even really study high i would just kind of be high a lot in general and then i'd realize i had to read something so i would read stuff for class like kind of still high uh-huh. or i would read it not high but then got high so much that information has just been knocked out of my brain <laughs> in the time since that has just happened. the discussion kind of made me start feeling a little head high it really <laughs> did i was like oh no it's sinking into me uh, but i Okay, so I think, evolutionary. I think, like, if we want to make a long story short, I think what we're going to end on is me not really remembering. <laughs> you're prophesying that you're not going to remember. Can I take a stab at based on what it is? I bet together we could well, come up with well, this theory. Here's what I think. It was something about how... Um, uh, um, wait, why am I blanking out on this word? I'm probably blanking out on this Evolutionary word. Evolutionary no, ethics? No, no. The, um, uh, when, you Pathos? Do, when you do something nice for no reason. Empathy. Re- yeah, no, no, no. Uh, nice for no reason. Uh, 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 nice for no reason. You're just being uh, kind? No. Uh, Altru- altruism. 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 It was altruism. about how altruism could have evolved. And it's still not uh, technically altruism because it's still beneficial to a species as a whole, but it was like, Oh, because you're helping the human race. You're helping all of us. Yeah. There was some, it was our genetic need to keep people going. Yeah. I'm always struck when I, whenever I hear about the brain's agenda to keep humans going, like we're all kind of in that together, except when we're killing each other. Yeah. Which we, we do a lot. We kind of do it all the time. There's a lot of, we did a lot of that this week. That was exciting. This week. Oh, well in, in Egypt. No, uh, sorry. Uh, Libya. uh, Libya. There wasn't as much. There was no killing, as far as I know, in Egypt. Did we? Were we okay in Egypt? I mean, mostly bad Egypt was probably regular numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the standard. Like, lots of people getting killed. Oh no! Oh no! I went the to Egypt once, and I thought I was going to die. What if but that's I'm how they covered it in the news? Then just like the standard. Lots of people died today, and everybody's like, "Yeah, okay, that's fine. No. We've all settled that that's fine." Well, that's um, like the Joker's thing. <laughs> A lot of Egyptians. Uh, well, I don't know if that's true. I, Go on, keep going. I uh, there are so many touchy things here. I don't want to. Well, na- well, now I've moved on in my brain to just. Uh, I was saying that professor was a big weirdo. Who was uh, the, the evolutionary ethics professor? He was a fan of the show. She was a fan <laughs> of the show. She uh, 
she used to talk to me about how much she loved this eventual medium that would exist <laughs> and how much she hoped you would take part in it. <laughs> this eventual comedian yes. will have an eventual podcast. Yeah, I know this sounds didn't crazy. Exist at the time. <laughs> no, She's so very excited for it. Evolutionary, I interrupted you because it's beneficial to the species. Me being nice to you. Here, here's what my, I remember my pastor when I was uh, growing up said this analogy or this anecdote or joke, I guess, really about doing something nice. Like uh, uh, moving your neighbor's newspaper out of the sprinkler and then hoping that they open the door just as you're laying it down on yeah. there. You know what I mean? Hoping yes. you get caught. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, Jesus was like when you give with your left hand, don't let your right hand. Are you familiar with that phrase? Uh, some, some, I get it's it. From the, yeah, I'm sure you get it. Yeah. He spoke to the people. <laughs> I, heard, I heard that about it. Tell me more about this Jesus fellow. Of Nazareth. <laughs> oh, really? That's where he's from? Nazareth. What a funny town. What a funny town to be from. Jesus. So anyway, the wanting to get caught so you get that feeling. Not only do you get the good feeling, but then you're like, oh, maybe they'll see my newspaper. But that leads to resentment. That happens a lot in relationships with me, is I'll be very, very kind, and I'll be very, very yielding. And this has been coming up a lot on the show lately, where being nice is secretly being a dick. It's like a, it's a time release dick. You're like, I'm gonna like not be mind that you came late to this, and then I'll be late to something, and you'll be upset, which is your right to be. But mad. I won't be. But I won't be because I do the I do the exact same thing <laughs> as me. you in relationships where what I will do is something will kind of upset me, and then the favor I do in my brain. Is not getting mad at her for that, yes. and then the next time she gets mad at me, I'm like, "What? Well, do don't you owe me not you being owe mad me at a me. favor that yeah. you didn't tell her about? Yeah. No, she has no way. No, no. communication. <laughs> I, I, I want to put this by you. Yeah, we're all over the place, which is lovely. <laughs> uh, We've covered. Jesus, the yeah, turmoil Jesus came up in real North fast. Africa, and, <laughs> and Egypt, altruism. altruism. I get high too much. Ethics, yeah. Uh, and Joe. And Joe. Joe Manny, it's all come out. I was thinking about this, and I want to put this to you. I saw The Master, uh, which was great. Okay. And I was very excited. It was, uh, it was opening weekend, and I went to the Arclight, where even at the Arclight, they give that speech where they're like, guys, people who love movies come here, so shut up. And uh, they didn't. They don't put it. In those words. <laughs> like, don't look at your phone. I'm a big. I'm a, like. I'm kind of like a weird person, but I'm really excited about this movie. And then, like, it's always at the last second. You're looking. You're kind of assessing the group that you're in. You know, of the strangers. You're like, yeah. as an audience, I think we're pretty good. Low chit chat. Nobody yelled. That's gotta hurt at the preview or anything. There's none of that. There's no like pass in between previews. There's little ways of taking the temperature of the crowd. And then at the last second, these three drunk broads sit in front of me, right in front of me. <laughs> Dr drunken young broads. Okay? Drunken young broads. Yeah. Three drunken young broads. And look, this is me loving and hating everybody. I go, look at these three drunken young broads. Having fun. Good for them. Okay, that's part A. Part B is I want to light them on fire. You know yeah. what I mean? I really want to light them on fire and kind of roll them a little bit so they think I'm putting them out and then just letting it resume and be like, ha-ha, tricked ya. Terrible thought. Yes. So they're talking. During the master. Who goes to the master opening weekend, sold out, sits fucking down late and ruins it talking. So the whole time, and I really am going to put this to you, I am sitting there weighing the first hour of the movie. All I did was weigh the pros and cons of shushing them. Like a real, there are other times I feel more Wait, decisive. I'm going to, I'm going to. Yes, please. I'm going to. That's all I want to give you. Guess that you did not shush them because I, what I would have done yes, is please. sit there and judge them silently, yes. want to shush them, yes. have conversations with myself about shushing them, never shush them, and then talk about it on a podcast is exactly what I would have done. Noah, 
I feel like we're brothers. Yeah. I really felt so seen in that moment. Very avatar and very loved. It was I, really I feel nice. like I really understand uh, you a great deal. I let the tension build in that moment, and then the release is this moment right now. Yeah. This is the payoff. Is, is and now they sort of- owe you for not... <laughs> if I see them, they better yeah. let me talk in a movie. They're going to be shitty and drunk to you, and you're going to be like, I didn't even shush you yes. when you didn't know. Uh, I, I should be shitty you. and drunk during the next Zac Efron picture. You really should be shitty and drunk. And they should be the there. Exact well, what picture. is the, see? Help me with this. What is the fantasy? I okay. And I would like to say, in my own defense, because I'm not always a giant uh, puss puss. Sometimes I will shush. I just feel it. There's oh, a, I there, I would never shush. There's a very very rare day that I am just walking tall and feeling good, and I'm with friends that I like, and I'm just kind of like, hey, can you guys just keep it down, please? Like just just do it the first oh, time I good, thought of it. Oh, that's a nice way of doing it. That's <laughs> a. Good, I've never even considered because I feel like a if phrase. I were to do it, I'd be like, why Why don't you shush? Like, like this, <laughs> Have out. you considered not talking? <laughs> yeah, these be, options? It would be mildly um, Oh, I drafted it. For no reason. In my mind, I said, oh, you figured out could how you, you would please stop yeah. talking? Did I say doon yet? You Dune? figured out how you would nope. doon yet? <laughs> Did you figure out how you were going to doon yet? Well, what I was going to doon you would say, would you, please, would you please stop talking? Which I, I thought, please. Dude, that's nice. nice and stern. It has a... Oh, yeah. Authoritative quality. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like, you, you should have done it. I should have done it. And then, but then, like, I, in my mind, the fantasy. Especially with drunk girls. Like, they, uh, yeah. they would probably yell at you. I don't think so. Really? What Did you world? not get that feeling from them? Well, I, I think it's really interesting when we let our fantasies out a little bit. And I applaud you for going that with your brain. That's what your brain is going. That's a ridiculous idea. I think. Wait, it's ridiculous that they would yell at you? It's ridiculous that if you go, if you could you please stop talking? I think it's ridiculous. No, I, I feel like my therapist would be like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, no. I'm not using my voice, I'm no, using his. Like, if they're already <laughs> being inconsiderate enough to talk during, I'll try to use your turn, the master, because yes. I don't give a shit about no, it, so I have to. PTN. I don't care it's about it. It's okay. I also don't like, uh, oh. who's the other, and- Wes mm. Anderson? Also don't like Wes Anderson. Uh, I'll join you in that party. I, I, I just lost 30 fans. I don't like Anderson filmmakers. <laughs> what about uh, Wes Craven? Um, <laughs> Any of the Wes's do it for you? I, I mean, I don't think I've seen a Wes Craven movie since I was in high school. Scream? That's what I saw in high school. <laughs> uh, so, wait, was I? I don't even know. I was probably in middle school for Scream. I don't oh. know if I was. Well, let me just. When did Scream come out? Unwrap this Werther's original. Do you. <laughs> Do you have an encyclopedia in here that we can look up? <laughs> when, uh, when Scream, Scream came Scream out. Scream came out when, uh, I'm going to guess, 1994. Oh, oh. Oh, that early? Oh, I was... You have to guess the name in two t- two names. The name of this movie? We're playing Doug Loves Movies right now. Nev Campbell? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You just have to say <laughs> I, Scream and the, you win. I, I've listened to that podcast twice and I am not track. As network notes would say, I'm not tracking. Uh, I think that's one of the joys of it. You can enjoy it without it tracking in the least. (laughs) In the least. So I'm glad that we're playing this game, and it is making me feel better. Your scenario of them going, shut up. I don't think they'd say shut up. I think they would laugh at, I'm now making myself you in this situation. Yeah, make you I think they would laugh at me. I think it ah, be, because it's me. I no, no, because it's me. Oh, oh, I, now I'm you. <laughs> yeah, we're both each other, but mostly let, let, it's me. Let's use. The, let's listen to our. Let's do our stern theater voices. Okay, I would. Well, here's. How, I would be like. I would stutter. Yeah, first we have, and that. I would also plan the stutter because I'd be like, I have to like appear like I'm uncomfortable doing this because I am, but I also want right. Them to, uh, yeah. Oh like, God. Can, 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 
I'm, I'm I'll be so, the girl. I'm, 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 first of all, I'm, I would apologize. I'm, I'm sorry, but... So, what? Can, can what? You Are you come? talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, you talking? Yeah. And this is already... This is my nightmare situation. <laughs> <laughs> you already responded... You said, are you talking to me? And now I'm off the path of just shushing yeah, you. Yeah, and yeah. Now I'm engaged with you, which is not what I want. to We're locked doing. in now. Yeah, like, I, wait, that. Wait, is this what ther- I've, I haven't had therapy as an yeah, adult? Yeah, this is like therapy. And I really did feel in that moment stressed out. Yeah. Like I would feel. Sometimes me and my therapist role play. And. and, and <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, it is, what it's an aid of? I'll tell you what it's an aid of. What it's an aid of, Mitch and Murray, it's Glenn Gary Glenn. Uh, what it's an aid of is that uh, it helps you realize that your fantasies are ridiculous. Oh. Like, where's it going to go? Like, yeah. even in this fantasy, are you talking to me? Wait, but already, I, that's yeah. where I thought it might go. And, and was that's the your worst, worst fear. <laughs> but that's worst. because where's that going? That she embarrasses you somehow? You're in a theater that most of the people are probably on your side. Now, granted, my friend next to me didn't hear them talking. Wait, how could you be sitting next to somebody I, who could not? I sometimes think my height. I'm kind of like a you know like a antenna or something like my, even sitting. My, my, my head is just higher than his. I don't know. I actually think it's just like there's some days. Let's talk about this. You're a big weed smoker. There's some days when it's just harder, and I don't say that accusatorily. No, I didn't. Did I give you a look? Yeah, like, there I, was a flash in your eyes of like, is that how you think of me? <laughs> that is not how I think of you, okay. actually. Um, it, you did bring it up yourself. <laughs> but there, there's, there's, like, there's times in my life where like, the, the brain is just running at such a frantic pace. Not in a genius way. I, like, please, I, I, I want to be very careful. I'm not like just constantly no, riffing bits. It's just like my fucking brain won't stop going... What are they talking well, about? Well, do you, uh, you know say? you know Elliot Glazer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Elliot has a term for that. He calls booze. I would love some. Yeah, I he calls it brain and... brain garbage. I think is what he calls it. Yeah, I love that. That's and that is a really good term because it's just you're. It's not like you're like a genius who can't stop thinking. You're yeah. like a maniac, and it's just bullshit. And it's not. There's not helping. Much like these sentences are happening, like that's how the thoughts go. It's just like little half thoughts yes. coming at you from I get directions. it. Let me put this to you. What about, and this has been coming up a lot on the show lately, people can always tell what I'm dealing with, but I'd really like to hear what, you, what your thing is. is I, I consider myself someone who's very much in the moment. Needle on the record. I'm right here right now. I don't know what day it is. I don't know who the president is. I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a guy who would wake up from a coma and they'd be like, he's fucked. But it would just, I'd be fine. <laughs> oh, I'm not like that. Like, I, I wouldn't know the basic questions. But so th- in that way, I'm in the moment. I'm right here with you. I don't feel distracted. I'm not thinking about where I could be, any of that sort of stuff. But like when I'm kind of just left to myself, maybe it's one of the pleasures of this podcast as it puts me in the moment, is that when I'm by myself and I'm thinking about seeing you later, or uh, a confrontation that might happen, my brain will run seven different scenarios. You know what I mean? Yes. Like when you, you were late today, I didn't really feel this too much because you don't stress me out. But when I'm dating a girl, for example, you'll think about like, um, let's say you're dating somebody new and you want to get them flowers. I'll play the five different ways a girl could respond to flowers. You know what I mean? Yes. She doesn't like them. She does like them. She likes them too much. It's like, like and my brain spends all this RAM. She, wait, how does the she likes them too much scenario go? Yeah. We're she engaged just now. Freaks out. She's <laughs> like holds them and sleeps with yeah, them yeah, yeah. until they're dead yeah, and yeah, she yeah. won't throw them away. Waters them with her vaginal secretions. <laughs> this relationship. Is it still called watering when you're, when you're doing She that? badges them with she her vaginal <laughs> So this girl, she starts badging the flowers again. Katie, I'm going away next month. Can you badge my flowers? I'm so sorry. Here you go. That Can was a lot. Did any of that flowers? interest you? 
What I'm pouring you right now is a uh, bullet rye. Oh, the, I, I enjoy great. this particular alcohol, which they normally serve at places that do not have uh, Jameson. You go, oh. do you have Jameson? And they go, no. Jameson's a whiskey, though. Yes. But it's all the same. Like, it all gets you drunk and tastes <laughs> like smoke barrels. Yeah, it tastes like you juiced uh, a burning cabin. Yeah, but in, <laughs> but in an okay way. In an okay way. It's well, okay. well, cheers. Yeah. If anyone from Bullet Rye would, I, I'm just doing this on purpose, would like to send a case to Meltdown Comics. <laughs> it's very good. Rich Blomquist, Kristen Shaw's husband, turned me on to Rye recently. Oh. And it, I, I thought Rye was more of like a man's drink, like it tastes like oh, it is. Don you... Draper's aftershave or something. <laughs> but it does, I find that to be quite smooth. Yeah, no, this is really great. I'm going to get a little too drunk to uh, drive home and then, like, hang out for a while. Oh, okay, good. This don't, is my plan. I can't have you. Oh, no, I don't. I, I'm I not poured you a, a reasonable amount. Oh, I'm going to drink seven of these. This Okay, that's that's you on the record. <laughs> I'm, see, I'm, now I'm running the script of you killing eight people on the way home. I'm the not even in your car. In court, and they're, like, just playing with the <laughs> And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You, as it's playing, you're like, it's not like I'm going to say I'm going to have seven of these. <laughs> and we hear Noah on tape. <laughs> I'm going to have, have seven, seven drinks. <laughs> no. And then I'm going to have ro- seven of these. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do that's fucking weird in your brain? Does that relate to you? Do you fantasize about different ways of things going? Here's, girls I vagging do, flowers. Girl? I don't do well. An interesting flower thing is I I'm uh, I'm, nev- I'm never in real relation. I'm in my first like real relationship in my adult life cur- uh-huh. c- currently, and um, I had never really bought somebody flowers. And I was like, I know I'll buy her flowers because that's a thing to do. That's what boys do. So I uh, was passing by a corner store on the way to her apartment. And there were these crazy bright flowers. Like, I had never seen a color like that before in nature. And I was like, these are insane. And I caught them. I'm like, these are, mi- these are mind-blowing flowers. And I took them to her place, and she put them in a vase in a room. Well, and- you're skipping a lot of good points right here. About You're holding the flowers. Yes. So yes. you get out of the car, all right? Oh, no, this is in New York. So, so was- you're walking. Yes. Worse. Now you're walking with the flowers. Oh, no, no one likes. Oh yeah, I felt like you feel like an idiot. That's walking what I'm saying. Flowers. Did you get any? Are those for me? No, no, because I. Um, hey, sweetheart. There's a corner store like 200 yards from her apartment, so uh, it was like the, I could just like hurriedly carry. But you my did like, feel that. Sort oh of, yeah, no one wants to carry. Yeah, flowers. you're cutting out at some of that anxiety. I, um, it's so oh, horrible. that was definitely an anxious moment. You'd and, think you'd be like, I'm a real man. You know what no, I mean? No, but it makes nope. me, nothing made nope. me feel like less of a man than carrying around my bright flowers that I thought were very pretty. Uh, I picked these. <laughs> these spoke Look to what me. I they did speak to me, but which is crazy because then she puts them in the vase, and we were like laying on her bed, like watching uh, Netflix or something. And then she goes, "Oh, the dye's leaking into the water." And I look at the vase, and the it's just like a brown colored no. water. And I'm like, "What? What do you mean?" And she's like, "Oh, they." Flowers aren't that color. They die- those are dyed flowers. Oh my god! And I had no idea that could even happen. This is the scene in the movie where we learn about you. Yeah. That's how we know who you are. Sweet, naive. Yeah, kind of dumb. That's- <laughs> I didn't uh, want to say. Dumb. No, no. What color they were? Like bright. they were like bright blue. And I had just been like listening to a podcast about how like blue is such a rare color in nature. Yeah, and that like and um. Ancient texts like blue is the least commonly mentioned color because some people like just didn't acknowledge it as a thing. Yeah. So when I like it had all this meaning to me when I saw them I'm like blue flowers, crazy, and <laughs> they're not real. They're just uh... white flowers. Then I still haven't figured out if they dip them in the dye or they spray just, it. 
I don't know what the hell they're doing. But anyway, I bought fake flowers. And then they, did the flowers turn regular? I call white. No, regular. no, they still stayed that color until they died very quickly. Shortly after from and being sprayed. Brown putrid oh my god. These are lovely until you try to save them. Yeah. <laughs> oh so god. that was it was such a weird like I hadn't of all the permutations of buying flowers yeah. uh, that could happen, I did not anticipate first. the dyed water. And this is your first lady. Yeah, well, the first you're dating well, Michelle Obama. I'm dating Michelle Obama. The word is out. I felt like this would be the proper place to announce it. I'm dating Michelle Obama. Oh, there we go. She's a lovely young woman. Uh, Finally, who our... appreciates even the dyed flowers in the world? And didn't you know what I like about your girlfriend already? Is she didn't go. You got me dyed flowers. No, no, she's no, oh no, she's she's a very sweet lady. Yeah, what's her deal? <laughs> no, I mean like what's her deal? Um <laughs> I mean like like what what is her problem? No, 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 no. Uh she's in New York. She's in New York. You're in you're in LA. I am in LA writing um, for Shaquille O'Neal. I'm writing for Shaquille. Wait, that should have been How did, was that yeah, how did we not we start with Shaquille I, O'Neal? Um, uh, <laughs> first of all, hello, I'm Noah Garfinkel. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm writing. <laughs> I am currently writing jokes for Shaquille O'Neal's new clip show on True TV, which is... Wait, is the clip show like Tosh is a clip show? It is exactly it a, a clip show, exactly like Tosh and he is hosts. a clip show. Uh, he hosts, there are two co-hosts. One of them is Godfrey, uh, famous comedian Godfrey. I know Godfrey, yeah. And the other one is um, San Diego's uh, best black comic from, I think, 2002. His name is Gary Owen, and he is white. And Whoa. Yeah. Gary a, Owen. Gary Owen. I feel like I've seen him. He's, uh, you might have seen, I actually saw him, I used to um, be a door guy at the Houston Improv for a summer when I was, like, going back home for, I'm from Houston and I was visiting home uh-huh. as a door guy. Uh, <laughs> and that's a lot of backstory for me to be like, yeah, and, and I saw him. <laughs> I know why I took that. That was a really roundabout way. You, yeah, I've seen him too. The too much detail <laughs> response guy, that is so funny. I've seen him live. It was a Tuesday. <laughs> a light rain hit the fog. He did a long set that night. Yeah. Uh, okay, so a white comic who got the best black comic award. Mm-hmm. Very bizarre. Yes. Godfrey. Godfrey. Who, honestly, I feel like he should have his own show. He won the best white comic award ah! in San Francisco, <laughs> I believe. Very open-minded San Francisco. Um, and then Shaquille O'Neal. And then Shaquille O'Neal. And let me tell you something. Uh, it is so weird to write jokes for Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. I don't understand... So he's hosting one third of the time, or the three? No, it's of them like the are three up. of them are up there. It's kind of like he's sort of the the master of ceremonies, okay, uh, kind of type deal where he's clearly in charge. It's presented sort of. As, well, as you if, open the door and there's Godfrey, a white guy, and Shaquille. <laughs> you're like, I bet so that Godfrey, huge a white shot. guy, and Shaquille, and he'll host the clip show. <laughs> Go on. But you're going to assume the uh, giant is in charge, <laughs> the guy that's eating a dog with his hand. Hello, hello. That's the first episode, <laughs> right? me jokes um, but it's so weird because it turns out that he's um they've already like pre-taped some stuff and i am like happily shocked, shocked at how like he is very silly and really it's, like selling it and not in the way where you you're like giving an athlete the benefit of it right, right, right. we're just like you're like oh that is right he he made a choice he's nameth yeah he is joe nameth. <laughs> no i mean like nameth had his own talk show and stuff he had some charisma did he yeah because when you first said that i thought um you were using like the the biblical like verb <laughs> <laughs> that like that was my ten thousand things going on in my brain trying to 
solve that puzzle. No, name, of why it, you would use name that it word. sounds so much like a book of the Bible. You have no idea. Nameth from the Nameth. book of Nameth. He nameth his offspring. Ah, the sire. I didn't that's, even realize. Yeah, that's what perfect. I was talking about. Uh, like I thought. He named so it. you threw me way off because that part of speech didn't make sense for where in the sentence it was. You thought I was just doing some King James. <laughs> Name it though. He then. fucked a lot of a lot of concubines. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Name it, big poonhound. Hey, good for him. I like that you call him. Con- is concubines a term of respect or is it? Uh, concubine war- is not good. I don't think you. Is call it worse them- than oh. prostitute? It's better. I think uh, concubine is a prostitute that I, brings you porridge. Did I just say prostitute with a southern accent? By the way, prostitute. 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 You know what I've been fighting the urge to say this whole time is this is your half of the Bible, Noah. You should know this, <laughs> <laughs> and it's really seventy percent. No, but I do. I went to <laughs> Jewish, like. Private school most of my life. Like this stuff is all in there somewhere. You read the book of Namath and one <laughs> uh, Yeah. If I got varmints, but I would read I would sing from the my book dad of Namath. Has, nameth me after a biblical character. <laughs> yes, which one? I'm kidding. No uh... Moses. Mm, your name's not Moshe. No, it's not Moshe. <laughs> uh, it is Noah. Yeah. That's a that's one of the harder ones to swallow, the Noah story. Uh yeah, n- not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> And how old were yeah. you when you didn't buy it? I feel like I started not buying it pretty early. I, I think I think I was like, I think I was like around twelve <laughs> when I was just like, no, no, come on. I feel like that is so sophisticated. Because, well, because I was like, um, when I um, I went to first of all, I went to a Jewish middle school that was called I Wiener. Which why would you? Name a school that when like it's I Wiener it's so yes the prequel to I Robot <laughs> yes, how did these I robots robot. get made I'll it was named show after you. Isidore Wiener who was a man Isidore Wiener that was a man's name and then he threw money at a building and it became a school why not call it the Isidore I don't know it, it made no sense and the initials were I W J S S for I Wiener Jewish Secondary School and the gym shirts for the year above us just said. IWJSS, like small in the corner. And then our here is just I Wiener plastered across Aww. the whole thing. And uh, interesting thing that I was on this soccer, that we're going way off track here. But, yeah, sure. Uh, soccer team in sixth grade, uh, we played another Jewish private school called the Hebrew Academy, <laughs> and we lost. And our coach, who was uh, just like this dark-haired, angry, not-Jew guy, was just like, we can't even win a game against the goddamn Hebrew Academy. <laughs> and they were like, you know, we're like we're, all, we're also the, the reason Jewish. we should be able to beat them is because they're shitty Jews, and <laughs> we are also that. So why are you yelling at us? You guys are so Jewish, you can't even beat another tribe of Jews. That's exactly, but he exactly knows. what he meant. <laughs> That's he, like, terrible. Because they were like the Jewier one. They were the more orthodox ones. Yeah, so a bunch of Paul Pfeiffers. He was like, yes, they were, they were such <laughs> Paul <laughs> Pfeiffers. I didn't realize for the longest time that what I thought a nerd was based on comics, cartoons, and uh, Mad Magazine is a Jew. Like they, Did you? Wait, they did would you? always draw a Jew, like a very stereotypical Jewish-looking guy. Well, with the gla- glasses with and the curly With the glasses hair. and the curly and hair. And they're always doing the, the nasal like, thing, <laughs> which is very Jewish. Yeah, they're drawing Matt Goldich. <laughs> <laughs> I love my own uh, joke. That was a very good joke. Matt Goldich is the best. Also, one of my favorite things about your podcast <laughs> is when you say something, and that like I'll tell you how I'm experiencing it. Sure. Is you say something, and then I hear the guest crack up like crazy. I'm like, 
whoa, yeah. and then I realized it's you yeah. laughing at your own joke. Well, now you know like it's a... me hitting the table. <laughs> I just, I love jokes, man. Jokes. Jokes are really fun. It's pretentious to not laugh at your own jokes. Because that's like, I knew what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing till it happened. So it surprised me, too. <laughs> no, it was, everybody loves jokes. And it's very good when you make them, and it's very good when you laugh at them so loud that I assume it has to be another person. <laughs> wow. Ron Funches is a weird laugh. Oh, it's Pete. <laughs> Wait, have you done one with Ron? I haven't heard the Ron Ronnie Funch. Funch Ronnie Funch. I recently had a weird dream that I was doing another podcast with him. It was very bizarre. Anyway, let's not go there. So you went to Super Jewish. Uh, super Ju- Super yeah. Jewish. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about how you didn't. Mike Berbiglia also, who hasn't done the show yet, but when he does, we'll talk about this. We, I think this interview will satisfy the people. Ah, we've oh, covered. He, he couldn't get Mike Berbiglia. Enough. What about Noah Garfinkel? Good enough. It's the Satyrs. I I think you're right. They're on the same level. But he had the same thing as you, which was that it was like when he was like 12, he was like, nah. 12? Look at Mia. That's Mia. How old is Mia? Eight. Eight? So in four years, she's going to be like, I don't buy it. I bought it forever. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we were really immer- – like, we had to um, – I think sixth grade was the book of Exodus, and we had to – Good book. Read it. Oh, pretty good book. <laughs> we had to read it and take a note on every single verse. Like, we would read one verse, talk it to death, write down As what it meant. As is the Jewish way. As is the Jewish way. And Which is where – you know, I'm sorry to mer- I'm interrupting you. Oh, no, 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 please. That's where a lot of that uh, – you know, the Jewish people being known as funny people. I think it's it's, it's in that – Talmudic sort of thinking. <laughs> yeah, the look in your eyes when I said Talmudic. I haven't heard the word Talmudic in like yeah, six years. I'm, I haven't heard altruism exciting. in six years. So we're, we're doing well. We're one for one. But that sort of overanalyzation of a verse, I really like that. The, uh, the white bread Christians that I was, we would be like, God said it, there it is, and we're done. The Jews would be like, Oof. let's argue about oh, this. We never shut the hell up about yeah. that. Yeah. It was, and, but just like that. <laughs> we never shut the hell up because about it really that thing. like for, like I don't believe in any of it, and I think it's oh I'll, by the way uh, it is right now Rosh Hashanah. We are oh my god it's a Jewish New Year right now. Happy Jew Year! Uh, th- oh, thank you. <laughs> is that a joke a lot of people make? Probably. Uh, oh oh, did you say Happy Jew Year? I that did. is a joke a lot of people uh, make. I didn't even register it. You just said thank you, and that made, that made me kind of sad. I was like, oh, it's not even a joke. He just said thank you. <laughs> Oh, he know he knows our secret way of saying <laughs> it. The worst. Thank you. Wait, that is the worst response <laughs> to a joke you can possibly get. <laughs> Thank you. He, uh, the bartender says, "You think I asked for a twelve-inch pianist?" Thank, thank you. Because <laughs> it can't accu- if you say that, no one can accuse you of not being polite. But it is that's a very weird. The- what if you were doing stand-up and you did a joke and the audience was just like, Thanks. yes, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Like the way, like, like at the end of an assembly in school when, like, the principal would be like, everybody say thank you if they were all just like, thank you, oh. like a chorus of children <laughs> yelling thank you. You do your closer, there's two beats of silence, and then a, a chorus of chorus. yelling thank you. Thank you! But, like, strained because they've just been asked to do it. Just like that. Thank you. Oh, my God. You're reminding me of a story. Can I interrupt with a story? I was in the – I thought this was the – this was the funniest thing that ever happened to me in my adult life until – this was probably sophomore year of high school. I'll tell you real quick. Model UN, me and this kid went to the Empire State Building, one of my first trips to New York. We went up to the top floor of the Empire State Building. Where they keep the Model UN. Is that that correct? Am I wrong? No. 
There's no the model. They UN have a model a of the UN. There's a cardboard. That's a where cardboard it is. Model of the UN. And that's where we meet. Why it's in New York? I have no program. idea. They could have shipped it to. They Lexington. should have kept it in the UN, but instead they. They let a bunch of knucklehead kids into the UN. It was very bizarre. <laughs> I got to sit at uh, Uganda. It was very oh, weird. Really? I, I don't remember what country I was. Anyway, I so I'm in the model UN, but we had an afternoon off, so we went to the Empire State Building. Me and this kid, and uh, I don't know if it helps, but you know, picture Michael Sarah, but like. T- 15-year-old Michael Sarah. So picture Michael Sarah. Okay. So we went up to the top floor of the Empire State Building, and there was this line of like – by the way, at the Empire State Building, it's all uh, tourists. Of course. Of course. It's not locals. <laughs> yeah. Like in a movie it's, where it's they go like to guys think. in Giants jerseys and gold necklaces hanging out being like, we're at the Empire State Building. I come here for the cell reception. <laughs> How you doing? It's fucking ridiculous they're like that mad I said at that. the tourists. They're like these – these oh, when I grew up and we go to a sepia-toned <laughs> fucking Empire State Building where it's all just Italian kids running around, clothes hangers going to the Chrysler they're all, Building. They're all getting engaged at 19. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I got to bring this home to my ma, just like a <laughs> loaf of French bread. She's on 33. Just so takes the there's elevator. There's a local baker who's on the observation deck where they all <laughs> And we used to steal from him, and then we killed that guy. Sleepers. <laughs> is that what happens oh, that to weird. Sleepers? Spoiler. I have not seen Sleepers. You don't need to. Okay. It's not as it doesn't hold up to me. Uh, Wes Anderson fans mad at me. Sleepers fans mad at me. So I'm on the top floor. I'm going to wrap this up real, real fast. And me and this kid, I think his name was Brendan. It was Brendan and uh, Michael Sarah. And I said to this line of just babushkas. Is that an offensive term? No, no. I, I immediately. That is yep. the most efficient way you could have. Yep. Explained that. <laughs> you got it. Got it. <laughs> Just a line of tired-looking babushkas <laughs> waiting for an elevator. <laughs> Vaguely foreign and old, is that what you mean? Yep, with headkerchiefs. Headkerchiefs. One of them's eating a turnip for leisure. <laughs> I'm not even hungry. I just like taste. All the way, it punches my taste buds. <laughs> just, There's a goat. I just like taste. <laughs> I just like taste. Thank you. Look at That's goat. me thanking you for that joke of... <laughs> <laughs> so the babushks are waiting for the an elevator marked up. It's not the elevator we came in. It, it's marked up. And Brendan is like, I think you can go in the needle. Okay? You can go in an elevator up to the needle. You can go higher than the observe, observation deck in the Empire State Building. This is his hypothesis. Yes. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. So I step forward and I said to the line, it's so dead silent in this lobby, by the way. I say, excuse me, is there is there a way to go up higher? Can you go in the needle? The line looked at me like, I mean, like they, they, they spoke in a language filled with backwards R's. Can we say that? I mean, there's the pound symbol and a P with two lines, like the paragraph P. That's, that's all. They're from Prussia. They're from fucking Prussia. So I say to the Prussians this question, which is kind of a complicated question, and no one is answering me. They're all just looking at me like I said, turnips are garbage. And they're like, what? <laughs> So they're looking at me. Well, they would be looking at you with, like, ire. If they Because <laughs> <laughs> as we've established, yes, yes, yes. they eat turnips for leisure. <laughs> they love turnips for leisure. So this Wait, w- uh, by the way, book title, Turnips for Leisure? That's a great book title. That is a really Ooh, good, good book album title. title. Too bad it's not in my act. Anyway. But, wait, what if that was the title of it, but it's this, like, as you've talked about before on this podcast, super goofy, like, cover oh, of, with- of a comedy album. Like, it's called... 
turnips. Turnips for leisure. But then the guy, like the guy on the cover, is doing the super goofy thing, <laughs> like Where the Heisman like, Trophy. Yes, the Heisman yeah. Trophy. Wait, wait yeah, that is what I yeah, was. I pantomime. You just, you just pantomime that, and he's holding a turnip like a football. Yes, and then he goes flag on the play. Oh, I didn't. I y- feel like <laughs> I feel like we just did a callback. I'm not positive. It was half a callback. So I say to the Bugbushks, "Nothing. I get nothing," and it's so awkward. Oh, and and then this woman comes out, and she just looks like. You know, kind of like the witch from Snow White, but like in her prime. So like Snow White. (laughs) (laughs) I think think that's the point of that film. Jealousy. Yeah. Real jealousy and nostalgia. Okay, so maybe not in her prime, but in her early 40s. Okay. Comes out, handkerchief, newspaper that looks like a Sudoku game. (laughs) Just the newspaper looks like a Sudoku game? Yeah, because it's it's her goofy language is what I'm saying. (laughs) Her goofy language made of our numbers. <laughs> in boxes. But to her it says... Uh, <laughs> to her it says, turn up famine continues. <laughs> I, I am allowed. I'm Lithuanian. I'm allowed. It's okay. <laughs> so she comes out, and I've told this story many times, not for a decade probably, but she comes out and says... Uh, five or six English words that uh, no verb. She's just like uh, elevator, hello. elevator chair goat donut v chair goat donut v. Yes, and I'm standing there, and Brandon is standing next to me, and we just don't know what to say, and it's so awkward because her face, her eyes, she really does want to help us answer this question, <laughs> and it's dead silent in the lobby, and Brendan just goes, "Thank you," <laughs> <laughs> and when he said "thank you," just pure. <laughs> unfiltered church laughter. You know, like, you're not supposed to laugh. We started laughing and hugging each other and weeping. And when we looked up, they had gone into that elevator. I I still have no idea. Do you think they went up to the needle? I think they were probably taken to the basement to shovel coal. (laughs) Shovel dried turnips into the furnace. These are our our favorite! (laughs) To power the very elevators. (laughs) You and your friends had just taken it. It's a sad tale. How did we get there? Oh, thank you. We got there. Wait, we from thank you because Brendan says thank, thank okay. you. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. So your girlfriend, what's her name? No, I'm just kidding. What? How did you meet her? Um, she is a friend of a producer who worked on a show that I worked on a few years ago. Kobe Bryant's review. <laughs> Kobe Bryant. It was called Kobe Bryant's review. Dennis Rodman's Mad Television. No, no, no. It was Kobe Bryant's review. <laughs> <laughs> It was when uh, it was Silent Library, which I oh, also oh yes, Silent, ri- I, Silent <laughs> Library. I almost <laughs> said it, Library, and that was an honest mistake. Well, when you watch it there, that's, that's <laughs> when I watch it because it's fr- it's a show from Japan. Is it? Yeah. And I said, so you were appropriate, appropriately now. Appropriate. Now the water's been poisoned. I I, I blame I Bullet think- Rye. I blame Bullet Rye. I I, I blame. Bu- <laughs> Bullet lie. I blame it. This is bullet lie. This is what uh, Tyler Durden put on Ed Norton's hand. I like how tepidly we're doing our R&L <laughs> mix. Like, we want to do it, but we're ashamed. There's, I feel like that's the last. Our kids are going to look back and be like, you made L&R swap <laughs> jokes? Like, when they make our Mad Men, it'll be guys that look like us going like, did you see that guy go down to the rake? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be like, you guys were monsters. Godzilla? Okay, monsters. <laughs> 
they, God, saying Godzilla is still funny. <laughs> it's still, it's still <laughs> LNR humor, I guarantee, five years. I'm giving. I'm what? What? What year is it? 2012, 2017. No more Riri. No, though all those jokes will be gone, and I'll be embarrassed that we ever did this. I think that the time that we're embarrassed I've ever done this is, is coming now. much sooner. <laughs> I feel that way too. So you worked on Silent Library. Yes. Now I'm trying really hard not to do it. Silent Library, and uh, and uh, you met her. She was a producer on the show. I didn't meet I her. Uh, there was a producer on the show who was a friend of hers, and then later when I was working on a different show, the person who was to become my girlfriend was writing for a website, and they needed to interview a comedian. <laughs> and and her friend who had worked with me on Silent Library was like, oh, interview this guy. So then she interviewed me via like a email thing, and then we kept in touch. And boom, like two years later, we were in a relationship. It was two years later. Yeah, it was like yeah, we just like kept in touch, and then eventually she she was living in Boston at the time. Over email, you kept in touch. Yes. Because- and, well, and then like sh- like she visited New York, and we hung out like once. And was there like inst connection? It was, or was like, it like we. Yeah, kind Slower of. burn. No, no, it was like kind of we, we talked a lot on the – it feels so lame to put it in terms of we talked a lot on the internet, but we talked yeah, a lot no, on sure. the, the internet. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, we had you know we had good quips together. Good quips. We had witty banter. She does bits. She does bits. But she's not a comedian. She banter. She's not a comedian. Is she still a producer? Uh, yeah. Bold. Yeah, it is bold. I still – you know, I'm in show business. Not sure what producer means. (laughs) I don't know what – I've been on shows where it's like it means they're a writer. And then I've been on shows where it's like it means they gave us money. Like, which is it? Oh, I've I've also been a producer and I'm like, (laughs) I am not producing. Like, there's nothing I'm doing that's Producer sounds like you should – you're the guy making it. Technically on The Shack Show, I'm a producer. Is that right? Yes. The Shack Show. The Shack Show. It's not called that. It should be called that. (laughs) What is it called? Uh, Upload with Shaquille O'Neal, which makes it sound like he's the one – Uploading the videos. I have a lot of problems with the title "upload." Uh, wait, multiple problems. Let's go through them. Load poop. Okay. Load semen. Oh yeah, yeah. No. The first thing when you said "upload" with Shaquille O'Neal, I pictured a huge shack shit being played in reverse, going back in his butt. Not far. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still working on this shit. That's great. It's a good shit. It's funny, and we've written funny things for it, and there are parts of it that I think are very funny. Oh, I thought you just meant that that's the kind of clip you might play and comment on. Oh, that's definitely the kind of clip. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't Shaq in wherever he is? He's not in He's in. They're filming everything in Orlando. I've never met the man. Never met Shaq. Never met Shaq. You know what I heard about Shaq is that he uh, has uh, a regular big dick, but not like a Shaq big dick. I've... I have, have recently heard that? heard that. I um, basically my first week there, they had not yet hired a showrunner. It was just me <clears throat> trying to figure out how I could write a bit that would let me know how big Shaq's dick is. Ah, <laughs> we opened on Shaq's not dick. possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean, Sean O'Connor, who writes on the show, did pitch a thing where, like, you get kind of burned out and you just like type bullshit and send it to a an executive producer and then sure. see if they're going to make it. And he started one pitch with. Shaq introduces himself as Shaquille O'Neal. Like, that was his first line. That is such a Sean joke. Shaq introduces himself <laughs> as Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal. O'Neal. Yeah, like, uh, like that was necessary to put in the... Like, I think it was to make it... Like, he's like, this feels like it needs another line to it in oh this email. Oh, my God, that's so Shaq funny. introduces himself. Did they stop him there, or did they let him finish? Uh, the uh, showrunner makes fun of him once a day. For, oh, really? For doing that. Oh, that's good. That's yes. a good get good rapport. Yes. Oh, the, the showrunner is a great guy. I really like that guy. Can I... I'm going to change the subject in a weird way. I 
One time, let me tell you the story. I had an argument with Matt McCarthy. Matthew McCarthy. We were on a bus, uh, bus. We were on a train going up to Westchester to film Kid Farm. So it was like five in the morning. Were you demanding that he was in a commercial that it turns out he wasn't in? What? Oh, no. That, would, that is so funny. I, I think that's you, man. I'm pretty sure that's you. <laughs> Guy does a lot of commercials. We were talking. He was like, I just had bed bugs. And I was like, oh, my God. That's insane. Noah Garfinkel had bed bugs. And I started telling him the story that I only partially know that I would like to talk to you about. Yeah. But I was representing your side. And I was like, Noah Garfinkel told me all – I didn't even hear it from you. I heard it from Joe. All the lengths you had to go to and the horror that was – It was horrible. Bugs. It was terrible. And Matt was like, no. I was like, <laughs> I was like they'll follow you. He's like, yeah, Pete. And it was him and Anya. You, remember, you know Anya. Yes. And Anya was kind of siding with Matt. And like it was one of those weird – look, I love Matt to death. But it was one of those moments where I didn't really have – I couldn't believe he was disagreeing with me. No, I was I, like, they'll follow you. If there's one in a book and you take the book to yeah, the new I'm place, getting, they'll I'm follow you. I'm getting retroactively mad – at him for not taking you seriously for taking me seriously. Yes! They're fucking they're terrible and they will ruin your life. Well, let me his his argument was, yeah, they'll follow you. That's yes, what it was. Yes, they will follow you. Yes! They're they're crazy. This is 10 crazy years. Sh- oh. Remember how I I'm felt about s- the girls talking, the broads talking in the movie? I needed to have this conversation oh. with you. Oh. So please tell me about bed bugs. Oh, they are a nightmare. They are a nightmare <laughs> bug. <laughs> Uh, I already am not good with bugs. Like mm. as a kid, I did not. I went to summer camp one time and like tried to build a tree fort and then got bitten by like 130 ants. Oh no! So I was already against ants. And like two years later, I got stung by a scorpion. And th- by then, I was just like, I'm out. The bugs. What? I'm done. What did you? You didn't shake your boot. I no. I was playing. I was playing like we- cards or something at summer camp, and I, one stung me in the leg, and it hurt so badly that I. Didn't- Where were you playing on the range? No, there was a. There was like a camp out, and there was like a big open air pavilion where we just scorpion all- camp. <laughs> scorpion. I went to a Jewish scorpion camp, and <laughs> there shouldn't be scorpions near children. But they're oh, crazy. Uh, but it's uh, and it hurt so badly. I it hurt real bad. I'm I sorry, but I like- couldn't tell where on my leg it had stuck. Like my leg hurt so badly that I didn't know where it. Had the entire happened. leg hurt. Well, the whole everything below the knee was just like throbbing. Like I couldn't. Oof. I didn't know where it had happened. And they're not like bees. He's still alive. Like to this day? <laughs> I don't no, he I meant he didn't die. Oh, he didn't die. No, he's distinct. He you. also sung my friend, my friend Taylor. He also got on the finger. I mean, that's a great day for the scorpion. Yeah. Oh, he was having fun. We he were went not, home and we had were some... we were. So what is a twelve finger that goes all the way up the arm? I'm guessing. No, it's just my leg hurt like hell, and they gave me Benadryl, and I went to sleep, and I was fine. Really? They don't kill it. Like, I mean, I'm sure some of them can kill you. The one that got me just I hurt. But if they sting you in the eye. I don't think that's common. That's really... <laughs> I bet they would never stop talking about that if they managed to sting someone in the eye. That'd I was hanging out in a volleyball net waiting for the perfect height to come by. There's a scorpion later talking A volleyball about net is the only place that could happen. Yeah. Did the scorpion say, get over here when he stung you? He said, get over it right after he stung me, which is the same thing the camp counselors. <laughs> is that true? They weren't that... They Like, from what I had understood about scorpions up until that point i thought they were being very lackadaisical really about the amount of pain i was in but they were right like i was fine i know Nothing that happened. feeling i know that's a, that's a terrible feeling yeah so i don't like bugs Scor- i mean you didn't even need the scorpions no the I, ant I did story not. was enough that is enough ants will gang up on you man they, yeah they know what they're doing they're dicks there's a like whole them. bunch of them and they have like those, those weird little horizontal teeth like the oh, predator, yeah. fuck that, yeah, fuck them, like and they're shiny, kind of shiny, they like a really shiny. hard dick. Well, yeah, you know, you ever get a, an erection so hard it got a shine to it? 
Yes. <laughs> I'll go with I'll go with you on that one. Sure. This episode brought to us by Bullet Rye. <laughs> it's been a weird one. Uh, so you so hate ba- them. So bed bugs. Bed bugs. So then I was living in this great apartment in Windsor Terrace. Like w- our living room overlooked Prospect Park. It was amazing. Uh huh. And I lived with two of my good friends from college. And we had a <laughs> Jim and Sammy the bed bug. <laughs> it was Sal and Matt. <laughs> and we had like a big screen TV and a Wii and an Xbox. It was like everything I wanted when I was 16. Like it was my 16 year old dream yes, come true. It was the big apartment. It was great. And then um, one day I just like woke up and my back itched. And I um, lo- like I kind of like tried to turn around to the mirror and I saw I had three like bigger than normal like bites. And I was like, well, that's weird. And then a few days later I got like another bite. And then, like, for the next, like, few days, I just kept getting, like, one or two more. What's happening to your roommate? Uh, th- nothing. Nothing is happening to them. So then I'm like, guys, I think... I'm delicious. I, I think I'm delicious. <laughs> now, I was, like, researching on the internet, and I was like, guys, I think we might have bed bugs. And then they said, you also just thought you had herpes. Because, ah. because like, three weeks before... I was convinced I had herpes, and then I went to the emergency room, and it turns out it was an ingrown hair. You so, went to the emergency room for herpes? I did. That's, you can't you take it easy with herpes? <laughs> what are they going to do? I don't know. I just wanted to know. I needed an answer immediately, and the answer was that it was an ingrown hair. That and is it was, so embarrassing. It was very embarrassing, but such a relief. So It's a relief, but it's embarrassing, and your dick is out? Oh, yeah. You have to show them your dick. <laughs> There's no way around that. When a you're... shine-free dick <laughs> being presented. My matte, my matte penis. And then they go, that's an ingrown hair. And then your dick kind of retreats a little well, bit. Well, the exact quote was, oh, honey, that's an ingrown hair. Really? Yes. You didn't show it? You didn't rough draft it with anybody? I. The thing is, everything on the internet is like the cauliflower or the crystals. Like, yeah. When you look it up, it's all the nightmare <laughs> yeah, yeah, scenarios. Yeah, 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 so you yeah. can't get like... But, like, if you, like, I had also just slept with a stranger, so I had a reason bagless? to be. Bagless? Uh, no, not bagless. But you can get it from But a also, the, the place where it was was kind of, like, in, like, kind of away from the, it was, like, in yeah. the, the pubic hair area. Yeah. So it was, like, Where's where. the condom belt? You know, like a WWE yeah, belt? Yeah, I, I wish there was, like, I wish condoms were more like traffic cones where they had the base that goes out at the end. I mean, it makes it would sense. Make more sense. It makes sense. Uh, you know what our plan is now? So you can still get some when you're wearing one. <laughs> that's that's the plan now. And we're being laughed at for traffic cone condoms. <laughs> Fuck you, Trojan. Yeah, make traffic cone condoms. Yes, yeah, we want them. Yeah. Okay, keep going. I would also. That would be such a weird way to describe a penis if a girl was like, he's got a dick like a traffic cone. You'd be like, that is, you mean as long as or it's shaped like that? I mean, it stops traffic, honey. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you took any dick out, it's going to stop some traffic. <laughs> Look at that guy with his dick out. It's tiny, either way. <laughs> Look at that tiny dick. There is no size of a penis that will not stop traffic. It's funny to be attached to something that can ruin a party. <laughs> Free podcast. This is a free that's, podcast. That's a good joke, and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you should. I feel like you you could. Wait, are you going to write that down? Yeah. That is worth writing down. I don't normally do that. It's funny to be attached to something <laughs> yeah. that can ruin a yeah. party. Can. And we'll always know that it was us that riffed. I was just talking to Chelsea about that when comedians get possessive. I'll break up with, I'll friend break up with a guy. Like, if you were like, that's my bit, you know what I mean? Oh, I would never, 
here's what's going to happen is I'm going to hear you do that in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to be thrilled that I was there for its Good conception. Good for you. And I, as I would be if, if somebody, uh, I guess, on the show did a bit that was, like, inspired or, like, we were rolling together and then yes. you came to it. But I, I like if a, it's a deal breaker for me. I can be a really good friend of the guy, and if he's like, you know, that tweet of yours is pretty similar. Beat it. Oh yeah. Oh I do. Oh, Scram. It, when there's when people have similar jokes, and like you know, I kind of it's like it happens. Mm-hmm. Let's all deal with the fact that it happens. Yeah, we're, we're all that happened to our friend Joe Mandy. Wait, with whom? With, uh, I, I don't want to say the other side of it, but I, uh, give me a name that it rhymes with, and then just tell me the name. Bleeder Blydell. Okay. Yeah, got, got it. You could have. That was <laughs> Streeter and so, Joe had a very similar joke, and I remember it not going down as smoothly. No, I don't think they argued about it, but it was just kind of like, "Well, I'm going to do it." And Joe was like, "I've done it on TV," and he was like, "Well, I, I'm, I still do it." Like, I think that's how it went. Oh, well, I'm gonna, uh, for logical reasons and friend reasons, side with Mo Gandhi. <laughs> you already said it was Joe. <laughs> Oh, that's super funny. And I, that, that story was not that Streeter was being petty or anything. That's just an example I heard yeah. of two people having a similar bit. It happens. And in their in their case, one of the rulings you can make is we're both going to keep doing it. Yeah, that can that that is a perfectly reasonable. That's fine. That's like uh, one time Dave Hill and I had almost the same tweet within an hour and a half of each other. Is it was that right? uncanny. That, I've done that with uh, ran- uh, sorry to call fans random, but it was a guy that I didn't know. And I tweeted it, and he was like, I tweeted something incredibly similar like two minutes before. And he wasn't even – you know what? God bless him. He wasn't even accusing me. This guy didn't oh, even awesome. go ahead and be like, you you read my – you were on your sides. Like, I don't follow you. Like, I mean oh, – This is weird because I just almost like – I couldn't tell if it was going to be a fight today with, with my girlfriend earlier. Today I was just like – I had recently – are you familiar with the 30 for 30 series on ESPN where they did 30 – hour-long films to uh, celebrate, like, their 30th birthday or whatever. They're all very well done. They're made by different filmmakers. Okay. They're great. And there was one about uh, the day O.J. Simpson was fleeing from the LAPD, and it's also the day that Arnold Palmer Palmer played his last game of golf, and it's also the day that it was the the parade for the New York Ranger. Like, everything in sports happened on that one day. It was the opening day of the World Cup in the United States. Wow. It was a crazy day. And uh, then there was stuff about John- somebody mentioned Johnny Cochran in it, and then I started thinking of like the John, like you know, like the people make the Johnny Cochran joke. We've all thought of it before. So today I was just thinking about it. What Cochran? Co- Johnny what you- Cochran. Okay. Uh, so then today I just like typed. Um, no, my Johnny Cochran joke is different because I'm imagining his dick covered in bells. <laughs> That's and uh, then I got a text from my girlfriend that was just like. Is this like a uh, under the radar shot at me for tweeting a uh, Johnny Cochran joke? And I was like, no, I didn't even re- I didn't even see that that happened. Oh. It was just like a coincidence, but it did, like timeline wise, it does. Seem it like looked that. like it. Yes, oh my but it was God. entirely unrelated. You didn't even see it. No, the modern relationship, man. It's very fucking tricky. Wild. Very tricky. Fucking wild. Your cup is moving. Uh, my cup just did an awesome thing on the table. Yeah. It was very cool. And you're doing it again. Well, it's because there's a series of fans in here that you can't hear. <laughs> uh, so I had bed bugs. Yeah, we were on bed bugs. Did we finish our tangent? Well, they didn't. my roommates didn't believe that I had them because oh, I herpes. just thought I had herpes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then finally I found one, and it was unmurderable. So you had two Matt McCarthy roommates. I had they two, didn't yeah, believe yes, it. Yes, they didn't believe me. Uh, they were great about it once I like found it. And the extermination process is crazy. You have to, 
It's so weird because I'm sitting here. Matt is one of the most casual, laid-back people I've ever known in my life. And his experience, he did have bedbugs, and now he doesn't. And I'm wondering, I'm sitting here, I'm like, your experience, you're being kind of like a hypochondriac, a little bit of a paranoid person. They attacked you first. Maybe they didn't enjoy eating Matt as much as you. Well, so some people don't react to the bites. Is that true? Yeah. Ah! Some people just don't. They're also more likely to bite women. And I was definitely the most female Ah! in that apartment. How many brothers and sisters? Uh, I just I have one older brother. Yeah. That's not that's not supporting your case. The more children you have, the more estrogen you have. Is that Did true? You know that because listen to this. So there's no excuse for <laughs> my femi being. No, you're not. The more well, I'm the I'm the youngest. It's like uh, the more your the woman's body as you have more and more children gets better. There's part of the body that doesn't know that it's a baby, and it's kind of like attacking the baby and trying to convert it into like make it part of the woman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay. kind of win it over. So it, it, the, uh, it, in, I, I might. Women's bodies are basically comedians. And the babies are <laughs> so, like, the more kids you have, the more likely they're going to be higher in estrogen. And actually, I think that's the beginning. I don't know if they've concluded this, that there's a better chance that they'll be gay. Oh, interesting. Because well, cause, cause they'll have more feminine uh, leanings. My brother's hyper Like, he had, like, a like stubble by the time he was, like, 15. I was I was a super late bloomer. I didn't, like, really get a workable penis until, like, late 17. Really? What does that mean, a workable penis? Like, it didn't. It wasn't presentable. No shine? <laughs> there was very little shine. I didn't get a shine on that penis until, like... <laughs> presentable junior. being no no good bush? No Really? Like, a I had, like, a penis goatee at best at around 16. <laughs> Wait, actually, I'll show you my a picture. Of I'll your show dad? you my driver's license from when I was 17 years old, and yes. you're going to lose your mind. Really? Yeah. Can we tweet it this, when it comes out? Sure. This is excellent <laughs> podcasting, showing you a visual thing. You know, people enjoy things they have to imagine. Um, I was 17 years old. Oh my god, you look like John Mulaney. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was five foot one at the time. Oh my God! You, I was you little, know, you really look like it's Kevin Arnold from the one. I look, years. yeah, and my brother looked like Wayne, my brother looked like the asshole older brother. Oh my God, Wayne! This is hilarious. I'm not even laughing. I'm just struck with your tiny Katie Lang kind of face. <laughs> it is that very is amazing. Katie Lang. So you you were like a, a, a little guy. I was like a little boy with a little cashew dick. <laughs> a little cashew, yeah. I was about to be offended, and then I was like, "That is that's uh, about accurate, right. That is yeah. an accurate." Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Description of my sixteen-year-old. Uh, Wait, penis. do you remember being sixteen and feeling self-conscious about your dick? I remember. I was self-conscious about every. Well, what happened when I was sixteen? With I didn't smoke pot till I was sixteen, and I definitely started smoking pot as a way to be like, if I get high enough, I'll be the guy who gets high all the time uh, instead of the guy who looks eleven years old in high school. Oh my god! Which oh, that sounded so much sadder coming out than. No, I get it. You wanted to give yourself some sort of identity. Yeah. Oh. And then you weren't going to be known as the little dick guy. You're like old, old, <laughs> old bong hands. Old bong hands. Yeah, they call me big bong hands. You started smoking weed at 16. Yeah. Where did you get it? My brother. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes that sense. That adds up. We went to a Roger Waters concert. Uh-huh. Uh, the, Is that the, a Pink Floyd guy? Yeah, he's the, the, the Pink Floyd I guy. I don't know anything. And I got super high. And then I was like, I'm going to stick with this. And I really nailed it. Yeah. I really nailed sticking with that high thing. Do you remember your first high? Matt McCarthy, I'm sorry to keep bringing up Matt, but like uh, he's on my mind. And he said the first time he smoked pot, it really spoke to him. Like like he, he enjoys the marijuana cards as well. Uh, do you remember what that felt like? Yeah. I remember because some people like claim they like, don't get high the first time they smoke. I got super stoned. I, Did you smoke a lot? Yeah. <laughs> I smoked a ton. 
That's and pro- probably most I people think when they secret. start is yeah, they, they, they have a little they bit. They don't take bong rips in their yeah. brother's like lesbian friend's apartment with their Dalmatian uh, and go crazy. The worst dog to smoke with. That's a paranoid dog. That was well also the second time I ever got high uh they the next same day. apartment watching Silence of the Lambs. No. And then I had, I drove home so terrified like I was like like white knuckle grabbing onto my steering wheel, terrified that there was a murderer in the back of my Ford Focus hatchback. Oh my god! Have you heard my album? I have a joke about that. Wait, about Fren- I have not heard your friendship album. ender, <laughs> friendship endo. That's a friendship endo. Wait, that's my <laughs> favorite speech impediment as an adult. When you do the like, oh, I hurt my finger. <laughs> yeah, I love <laughs> when that you one just too. Sound like a little boy. I love talking like a little boy. Come here. Let me wanna, come here and give me some water. Do you want to play cards? That's play my cards. favorite little kid thing to say. You want to play cards? Do you want to play cards? Cards. 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 Do you want some cards or some halibuts? Or do you want to ha- play cards? Halibuts has no R in it. Yeah, I know. I was just uh, saying cod like the fish. <laughs> oh, oh, I... You yeah, haven't touched your that, Diet that did, Pepsi. That did not track with me. Uh, oh, is this Pepsi for me? Yeah, it's a Diet Pepsi. I didn't even know that. It's a double penetration. It fizzed. Yeah. Nice. That was nice. Isn't that fun? That is fun. Me and my friends uh, were just joking about a can of gin. The that idea would be can of so gin. gross. Isn't that gross? Can of gin, and when you pop it open, it doesn't even fizz. And it's it just, just, that's the brand name is can of can gin. Can of gin, and when you pull it back, it doesn't fizz. It just sounds like the the hammer on a gun. <laughs> <laughs> can of gin. There's a, I, there is a uh, writer on The Shack Show who... Um, Dennis Rodman? We basically... He's a great guy. Like, I like him. We we get along now. But there was a little bit there where we... I feel like the sta- he's not a stand-up comedian, and the kind of stand-up comedian writers of the show sort of didn't see eye-to-eye with him. Because he's just... He works in television, and he knows... Like, now that we're actually, like... The show is shooting in Orlando, like, today. And it's the jokes that he did that are, like, the ones getting through because he's, he's like, older, and he's experienced in right, TV. And right. he knows what a network wants. But we would be yep. assholes about it. Right. And there was a day where I kept pantomime blowing my brains out at one joke that he pitched. And in retrospect, the meanest thing you can Wait, do. Wait, Joe Mandy has the app. Wait, what's the gun app? Oh, I should have had. I kept pantomime opening up my drawer, shutting it, and then That's blowing funny. my brains out. And then we would pretend that the my brain would splatter on the wall behind me and it would do the true logo, the true TV logo. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. In my writer's room, uh, the very funny Will Calhoun would uh, take his shoe off. This is how much he committed to the bet. He'd take his shoe and sock off because he was about to mime a huge shotgun. It was so big that when it's in its mouth, he had to shoot the trigger, pull the trigger with his toe. It took like 10 minutes. We loved it. It was a nice little break. Very like, dark writer's room. I like uh, also Hampton, who you've... Uh, uh, Hammy Yo-Yo. Hammy Yo-Yo, who you've interviewed on the show. Uh, it was also writing on it. And um, like literally in the middle of the sentence, I forgot what I was going to say. That's okay. Hampton Yunt, uh, we were talking about suicide. Oh, oh yes. Uh, I sent him a gif that uh, I think was made famous to me by a way of Gabe Delahaye of Video Gum that is from the movie, I think, The Black Dahlia, where at the end, spoiler alert, some lady blows her brains out. And it's, like, so poorly done. Like, she waves, like, flirtily and then puts a gun in her mouth and blows her brains out and Blaine Spratter... Blaine Spratter... Oh, my God. Blaine 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 Spratter's on the wall. The new David Blaine special. So so I sent him that uh, gif one day when we were, like, having a bad day. 
And then he sent me back a gif of just like an old kind of fat bald guy putting a gun in his mouth and like shooting it and then he falls and I was and then I called him out like in the middle of like work when like people are talking about important things. I'm just like, Hampton, your suicide gif is bullshit. He's like, Oh, that's real. Oh. And it turned, there's a guy named Bud Dwyer who was a Pennsylvania like lawmaker who was accused of corruption and then called a press conference oh, no. and live on TV blew his brains out. And you can look this up. So what I was watching was a real man. You you don't have to look it up. <laughs> yeah, no. you probably shouldn't look at it. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. wildly disturbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, there's video of it, and it is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen oh at work. Oh, my God. At least. Holy fuck. It's crazy. Wait, are you kind of curious? Do you kind of want to see no, it? No, no. It is horrifying. I'll just listen to the, the song, Hey Man, Nice Shot. He shoots himself in the head, immediately falls, and then <laughs> blood just pours out of his nose. Wait, you can see him? Yeah. After he falls? Yeah, the camera, like, tracks him down. So the camera guy called an audible and was like... <laughs> yeah, the camera guy push was like, in. let's get the, this. The guy directing it was like, push in. Yeah. We and see it this. is all available to see, and it I've is never, I've never wanted to see that stuff. You know, whenever there were, like, beheading videos or so... I've never watched... This is actually the only... The only thing I've ever seen like that was I had... Um, uh, well, I, I was roommates with Harris in college, and uh-huh. he one time was like, you have to see this, and it's that video of the guy who gets murdered by getting ass-raped by a horse. Not ass-raped. He was asking, like, he wanted to get had sex. He wanted to get had sex with by a horse. And he did. And he did on video, and then the horse goes, like, just, like, perforates all of his body organs, and he died. With his dick? Yeah. That one had a shine on it. <laughs> it did have a shine on it. Oh, my God. But I didn't mean to get so dark, but yeah, I've seen two videos of people dying in my life, and one is... I bet you've seen more. The Bud Dwyer. No, maybe I have. I just think you're probably forgetting. I hate all that faces of death stuff. It's super Oh, I d- yeah, sad. I can't handle any of that. It's a so, red flag if someone's like, you want to watch some faces of death? It's weird that I brought this up, like, very excited to talk about it. I was like, so, so Hampton sent me this video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Hampton's really a, song, he's got a dark, uh, dark side to him. Oh, Hampton's got a dark side. Yeah, yeah. yeah but absolutely. he tried to kill himself. He talked about it on the show. I, d- I listened to that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, if you listen to it, you hear me say, please don't kill yourself, because I, I became, in the middle of the interview, very concerned that I might, like, I didn't have enough empathy for him or something <laughs> and again oh my god this goes back to the beginning and i didn't want to look i bad. like how you weren't concerned he was gonna <laughs> yeah. kill himself you yeah. were concerned yeah. that you didn't have enough empathy. what a sad petty thought we all have him <laughs> terrible and stupid but of course i care about him too and i don't want him to he's go a, he's a he's fantastic he's a great man i love great man i might have overshot it love hampton hammy yo yo i just mean like great man that's martin luther king you know great man you're going into the bullet. You really are having you know, seven no, of them. Wait, that was, that was a good call to bring that up. I should not have more of it. Is that a judgment? No, no, no. you feel no. judged? This is a safe place? I did not feel... I felt adequately judged given the situation. <clears throat> Appropriately. Yes. I'm still on number one. Oh, that was going to be number... Th- I think I've only had two. That was going to be three. That was going to be three. You like the booze? I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really nice. It gives me the sweat. I don't know if you can see me sweating, but that is a well, reaction that happens. Oh, really? I am mildly allergic to alcohol, but I really like it. Is that diagnosed or is that uh, ingrown hair? Well, it's more like every time I drink, I get wildly like hot in the face. Oh, really? The rest of my body and I sweat. Gross. Yeah. It's Sorry. Not, not gross. No. I guess it's that was gross. a correct judgment about yeah. that also. That, but, you know, when's the first time you drank? Um, I didn't really drink until like sophomore year of college. Like I had, ha- like I had been drunk before, but it wasn't, it wasn't a hobby. 
I would say. <laughs> it didn't take to you. It didn't take until As the came, weed so. did. Well, Joe Manny told me one of the weird things about you is that you, you know, I asked him, I actually have some good ones. Oh, yeah. Let's get and one it. of them was he said that you feel it should be okay to tell people at a party, like, I'm very high and cannot speak uh, to you that right should now. Absolute, that should absolutely be socially, not just at a party, anywhere. <laughs> like, when you're high and out and about, like, you're high and going to see a movie, there's still a portion of that day where you're traveling to that movie and you could run into somebody. Sure. And it happens all the time. And you should be able to just say, I'm high and weird and can't talk to you right now. And you now. can. And you can, but I feel like it's not... It's not accepted socially as just a blanket okay thing. To if do. you were like, I don't feel well and I need to go, that would be okay. I feel like that is that is weirder to say than anything I'm going to say. Like, so, If you're just like, I don't feel well, that's weird. That's really <laughs> weird. If you ran into somebody on the street and they were just like, I don't feel well, I have to go, you'd be like, Jesus Christ. Like, whatever you would imagine about that person is so much worse than them just being high and weird. Why yeah, that's say, true. I don't feel well? And then when they told the police, what did he say before he did that? He said, I don't feel well and walked away. No, but you should just be able to go, like, I'm high and weird and I can't talk to you. And right. that should be, that would be, that would make my life 100% That would make better. your life better. And also, speaking of weed, is that Joe told me a story about you guys going to some Fox News taping or something. Oh, yeah, we went to go see Mike Huckabee. I don't know who that is. You're going to have to help Mike me. Mike Huckabee is the former governor of Arkansas. And then he ran for the Republican nomination for president in 2008. Okay. But both 2008. <laughs> and oh, God. That's he is funny. a, he was like this obese guy who then like got, su- like got lost all the weight, probably lost 150 pounds, wrote books about how he lost weight since then. He has put it all back on. Really? He's no, yeah. He's no longer oh. the governor, which is sad. But, but he. Does he have any books about he has, how he put it back on, like cookbooks? <laughs> <laughs> this is the recipe that fucking good, did it for me. Like how to get out of shape. And it's just like him on a plaid barca lounger. You know what's funny? Did I just call it a barca lounger? I was going to let it go. I feel like you could pitch that book. That would be your <laughs> look at this fucking hipster. How I put that weight back yeah. on. How to how to get out of shape. <laughs> yeah, personal trainer. Look at this fucking fat ass would be the title of that oh, book. Oh, too sad. Too sad? People don't like the word fat ass. <laughs> or, yeah, no, we keep going. So you got high and you went to Huckabee. Yeah. Well, Joe got his tickets online for Huckabee Live. It's oh. not called that, but that's what I call it on Fox News. And we thought it would be super funny if we wore suits. So we both put on suits. <laughs> Already then, funny. We were standing in line. like We had eaten weed cookies, which are always a nightmare. Like yeah. I love getting high, but I hate eating pot because you're you can't tell how high you're getting. You're high for way too long. And when you're high, it feels like you're never not going to be high again. Yes. I don't Good like description. <laughs> yes, thank you. And then we were just in line, and I was like, I ha- I, I'm going to go to a bar real quick. And Joe was like, what are you talking about? And then I just le- I left him in line, and I went to a bar that was across the street, like in midtown Manhattan. <laughs> in a suit. In a, in a suit. And I just go, do you guys take credit cards? And they go, yes. And I go, what is your credit card minimum? And they're like, $20. And I go, I'll have two shots of jameson and they're like okay and they gave me my two shots and then i paid in cash which is crazy <laughs> <laughs> just, oh my god talk about telling the police what the <laughs> weird boy in a suit did he asked if we took credit cards got two shots paid in cash left bell tower I, I immediately left and i hadn't like eaten that day so like two shots go a long way sure so then i'm high and drunk and joe's very stoned and we go in <laughs> and they take you into like a holding room like before you go into the show and you have to fill out a form i do not remember what i think it was just questions you can i don't remember what i wrote down and then they i was like i'm i like 
mostly when I like to get high is like when I'm home alone watching the news. That's like my that's when I like it. Anytime I'm out in public, it's not. I, I don't like it. Yeah, it's a it's anxiety inducing. You like smoking at home alone? I like smoking home alone, like exclusively. I ha- I'm going to ask you about that, but keep telling the story. Uh, so we were terrified, and we're in this holding room. That didn't if, make you anxious, did it? No, I'm not going to confront you about that. No, you, you, you can't. <laughs> keep going. Uh, so, holding room. So we eventually go out. They seat us. And we're seated behind, like, the cameraman. And they also have a mirror there that's just next to you. So the audience looks bigger when they're swinging a camera around. Really? But for us, it's just like, then we can look over and see ourselves, like, Your so super stone styles, yeah. And then Mike Huckabee uh, gets announced by the Little Rockers, who are his band. And then they're like, and guest co-host Rita Rutner. And then Joe and I lost our fucking minds. Because that is the funniest thing that could have happened at that moment. It was for Rita Rutner to be the, the guest co-host for Mike Huckabee. Unbilled. On this insane religious Republicans oh, like television show that oh we God. went to wearing suits. <laughs> and it was just like... Aren't you near the front? Yeah, we were like in the second row. And we were just so it was just so upsetting and my heart was pounding and time was moving so much more slowly than it should have <laughs> and eventually we left there were like and the weird thing was there was a producer there who was like a producer on um for vh1 so like joe and i had done stuff for vh1 so we know this guy so knows like, you but now now they're on like now, we in think your mind no one cares yeah we're just idiots in suits watching a fucking tv show but are you sure yeah, i'm not mind. high and i'm kind of like he knows you <laughs> he knows it's a joke you're not huckabee fans he knows he did i guess he did know he wait, didn't know we were right wait this is making me feel a little better he you were right know. that we were guy right. definitely knew he was on to us uh, so, so we're sitting there and we're like just terrified and then at the end there's like this part where you like can stand up to ask a question which is like kind of the whole point of the thing but we were both too terrified yes uh, to do it oh you were gonna ask questions I mean we had never discussed that but obviously if you're like stoned at Mike Huckabee's show you're gonna ask some questions but we were both having hour and a half long panic attacks and we just like le- we just left and we're like why Joe, do we do that to ourselves joe told the part of the story was that one of the camera guys came up oh he asked us to move and joe i wait i forgot what joe thought an auditory said. hallucination basically <laughs> the thought the camera guy said we called the police that's the perfect high thought i don't remember that because i wasn't hallucinating yeah yeah time. joe so was hallucinating I love this fact that you and fucking Joe, such a fucking funny duo of knuckleheads, in the best way. We've called the police. We know what you're up to. We're like, we got, and then he was like, what? You got to move. I got to get the camera. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. all. He's, he was just asking us to move so he could get the camera. And for even in my stone craziness, I was like, oh, the guy needs us to move so he can move his camera. And Joe was like terrified. It's so great. Uh, we didn't finish. We didn't finish uh, bed bugs. So you got the bites and they bite girls. Oh, they mostly bite girls, but they'll bite guys if they're the only thing around. Eventually, I we had like an prison. extermination process that lasted like two weeks. <laughs> thank you, Katie. Like prison. Hey, thank you. Kate. If guys are the only one around. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. hey. Bedbugs are like inmates. Bedbugs are like inmates. And they're often in prisons, I'm assuming. I bet they're not. Prisons are pretty clean, I, I bet. I bet they are, because you can hose anything down. Yeah, including the prisoners, <laughs> which I believe is... If there's a riot, added bonus, it gets a good cleaning. You get the bedbugs off you. <laughs> oh, God. So, um, okay, yeah, they bite uh, girls. 
Sometimes. Uh, but we had an, uh, like this two week extermination process where everything was covered in a thin layer of insecticide dust. So basically, your your apartment is just covered in poison, <laughs> and then you have to vacuum it up, and it doesn't feel safe. But then, like a week later, I got another bite, and I was just like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. Because like I was, I would constantly like I'd be at work and I'd feel an itch, and I'd become it was. I'd become convinced it was another bite, mm-hmm. which at that point I already knew I had bed bugs, so I don't know why that made me more anxious, but it would. And then I'd go to the bathroom and I'd have to look at it. I get that, man. And stare at it. Yeah. So it was making me, like, I was so on edge and crazy. It gave your anxiety, your generalized anxiety, something to really yeah, anchor. Yes, yes. It, like, it made me focus on a thing that made me, and they, also I was weird, I re- reacted very poorly to them. I, my bites would swell up and turn burgundy and last for like two weeks and itch like crazy. Ugh. Uh, so then I, I just told them, I was like, I have to move out. And they all agreed. So I threw away everything I owned. Wait, they stayed. No, they also left, but moved into a different apartment together. But I was like, I just want to get out. I was like, I don't even want to move into an apartment with you. Like, I love you guys. Right. But I just need to, I, I, I know you're not going to throw everything away because right. you're not crazy, but I'm going to throw everything away. Right. And move to a different place. And I took two garbage bags full of clothing that I washed in antiseptic. And then my laptop and my iPod, and that was the only thing I kept. I threw away all my bu- – I had so many books. Yeah. I threw away all my books. Well, they can hide in the my- pages of Yeah, exactly. Book. And my mattress and, like, all my furniture I had bought, and I threw away a TV. Well, Joe told me a story where you'd go over to his place, strip down naked, put your clothes in a bag, yeah. and then enter his then, place. Well, because he describes it accurately. Like, it was like being – for him, being friends with someone with AIDS in the eighties, where you don't really, you don't really know the rules. Where he's like, "Am I going to get bed bugs if you sleep on my couch?" So I would like, I would like come over to his place, put all the clothes I was wearing in a garbage bag, then take from a garbage oh bag God. that had been washed in antiseptic other clothes, put those on. No, not put those on. Sorry, go take a shower, then put the clean clothes oh, on. Oh my God! And, and that was the craziest part. Was finally I was saying that. That was when I was getting to his place to stay there for, like, five days in between, like, finding a place. So I just had two garbage bags full of clothes. Oh, my God. And then there was one day where he was, like, leaving for work, and I also left. But then I realized that I had no place to go. And at the time, I um, I was like, this is a bullshit day. I'm not wearing real clothes. So I was wearing a bathing suit and a tie-dye shirt, carrying around two garbage bags <laughs> full of clothes. And I had nowhere to go. So I just went to McCarran Park oh. in Brooklyn. And I was just like... Fuck it, I'll take a nap. I have nothing to do today. So I lay my garbage bags down. Oh, no. And I just, like, kind of doze off. And then I don't know what period of time later I just hear, Noah? And I open my eyes, and it's a girl I haven't seen since college. Oh, no. Just standing over oh, me. my God. She's like, what are you doing? Oh. And I'm wearing a bathing suit and, and a tie dye shirt. shirt two, napping on garbage. <laughs> napping on garbage in the park. She was like, "What are you, what are you doing?" And I was just like, "I don't know. It's an off day." <laughs> like, like I felt like it was weirder to go into the ex, like because that's a thirty minutes. Yeah, to tell. I don't want to take that kind of time. So I was just like, F- "Fuck it, I'll, I'm cr- chill for everything. I'm a crazy hobo, and that is easier." Yeah, cut your <laughs> loss. So much easier. That's so fucking funny. But also, what was going on in her brain that she saw a guy she used to know like sleeping with garbage bags? It was so like Noah. Like what? if you saw that, would yeah. you just be like, Jesus? Right. <laughs> yeah. Did she give you money or something? <laughs> Do you need yeah. help? <laughs> Noah? Just want to make sure it's you. And <laughs> What's fled. weird is now, she's like in my general circle of friends, so now I see her and I have since been able to explain oh, good. 
the nightmare uh, time that. that and now was you write for television. And now I write for now I write for former <laughs> basketball players who are sheriffs. Is he a sheriff with regular dicks? Uh, with n- regular big dicks. Regular big dicks. I. I can't even tell you how many like water displacement ideas I had to try to like <laughs> get this taken care of <laughs> to figure also, out how much of it was dick. Yes, we, also, we know it weighs three pounds. The best thing is when I started the job, I assumed I was like, "This is going to be the easiest job ever," because I assumed the whole show would be him playing a video and then going, "That's crazy." <laughs> 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 would have been the best show. And then dunks a basketball. <laughs> we'll be right back. That's great. Did you see that? And then he dunks a basketball. But instead, the commercial. Have you taped any yet? Um, they ha- they've taped like some pre-tapes. The first two episodes were filmed today. It, there's got to be a lot of riffing, I imagine. It must be one of those. They, they, yeah, there's room in there for... It's not live to tape, so they just tape a whole bunch of uh-huh. crap and then pick the best. Interesting. But I would say that there's a lot of funny stuff that did not get through, which makes sense. Like, you, they hired a very alternative room for the Shaquille O'Neal. Like, me, Sean O'Connor, and Hampton... Uh, young. Yeah, it's a weird group of people to hire. Yeah, for a clip show hosted by Shaquille O'Neal. You sound like you should be punching up a Chris Hardwick acceptance speech. That makes way more sense than what yeah. we're doing. Not Shaq, but there's a lot of there's. I would say there's like stuff I don't think is great that like makes sense for the show. Like I feel like we did a good job right. and it's in the show. And then there's this this grade of stuff that I thought was really fun that are funny jokes to me. Right, that they took out, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely, you should have taken that out. And yeah. then there is some insane shit that we wrote, just assuming it would be taken out, that is not taken out. Really, and it thrills me so much that it will. Uh, will it made be on it. TV. Oh, you're yeah. happy. Yeah, there are like three things where I'm just like, I can't believe that's going to be on television. Can you? Are you? La- you're probably not allowed to. I. There's. Mm, there's no yeah let's be safe yeah just be safe let's be safe and go to gross food i like gross food what do you what does that mean uh like 7-eleven taquitos i'm really into come on uh i think they're wait have you had one i will never have one how about pretty soon (laughs) i go to 7-eleven all the time to get the coffee and you see they're spinning on the things yeah and all i'm thinking about is where that chicken it's probably chicken well, some of I I don't like the chicken one that much. I like the beef taco one. Oh my! Fuck. I think it's amazing. You're making me feel very. Bad. And I also I have a, a serious like guilt issue with how much better I think Chipotle burritos are than like a lot of like classically good burritos. Really, you love you're a Chipotle. I think Chipotle, but Chipotle makes me sweat like alcohol does. Like there's something in Chipotle that's going on. The, what the I'm, fuck? I don't know. I should go to a doctor, but I. <laughs> You'll go for an ingrown hair, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but not a condition I, that recurs at well, a Chipotle. Well, I, feel, I feel like worst case scenario with like the food thing, they're, like, they're going to be like, don't eat that anymore. But with like herpes, they're going to be like, hey, don't just stop having sex with all the people. And right. Be, like that's something I got to know. I, okay. We got, I, it's the sleepy summer series. The heat in here is the it's heat so in hot here determines wait, is, the wait, length of the episode. Also, is it hot in here? Oh yeah, I'm sweating oh, okay. like no Garfinkel. I, 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 I just assumed that it's this so was hot. all alcohol-based. No, 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 no. It's the worst. That is wait. That is such a relief. It's funny that to be attached to something that can ruin a party. That's on the paper. Shag, bed bugs, newstaping high, gross food. You like acapella music? We're gonna skip that. You had a very Jewish mom, or mm-hmm. you have a very Jewish mom, yes. and that leads us into guy tried to blow you at the fins. <laughs> yeah, a guy tried to blow me in the fins. In what Boston. does that mean? Um, well, first of all, when I was. <laughs> 
You know what I Joe like wrote? Had that written Joe, down Joe wrote, paper. maybe he'll talk uh, about a guy trying to blow him at the fence. That's amazing that you did a pre-interview. Yeah. With Joe. Every once in a while. Um, it's, just an, it's just an email. <laughs> well, when I went to well, I went to Emerson in Boston, and at the time, as you've seen my uh, license from when I was 17, I was very young looking at 17. I was just barely entering into, like, a passable You could have gotten work on to catch a predator. I, oh, yeah. I would have been great at you it. You would have been awesome. Oh, they would have loved Stoned. me. Stoned. But then I was so I would have been so stoned and accepting of their advances. Oh my <laughs> been god! Great at it. Uh, but in college, like I looked, ve- like I looked probably sixteen in college, and I was because the way I went through puberty was I hit puberty and got mono at the same time. So I just like I lost weight and grew six inches. Like I looked like this skinny little like wafy boy oh, who no. was like not attractive to anyone except for like creepy men. Like mm. it was the exact kind of. Yeah, thing that you're like a unique specimen. Yeah, I look was, at that. I was like created for older gay men prowling. Imagine parts. blowing that. <laughs> yes, that is what. That's exactly what they say to themselves out loud. <laughs> so, so, okay. so I had been like followed home before, like before, like back to the. Dorm. It's normal. That was pretty normal at that. Your time. route home included a zigzag to lose the pervs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then junior, when I had aged, it hadn't happened in a while because I was like, you know, a- aging more and you know, looking more like not a little boy, <laughs> not a tall little boy, <laughs> not like a tall little. Look boy. at that tall little boy. That's like a little boy, but more of them. <laughs> that's like a legal little boy. Oh. That, I think that's what was going through their brains. LLB. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what they call them. I love LLBs. Uh, so I had to walk through a park called the Fens to get to my apartment junior mm. year. And the Fens, like, when I got to Boston, they, they immediately... This is a story I tell on stage, so now this is kind of, like, hacky that I'm just, like, doing no. a, a stage joke as Do a story. It. But, like, when you get to Boston, they, like, tell you about some, like, dangerous areas. And the Fens are just, like, you know, it's a... They try... Because Emerson was a very liberal place, so they're very sensitive about gay issues. But they're also, like, this is a park where, like... There's gay rape. There's just gay rape in this park. Be careful of all the weird gay stuff in this park. Oh, my God. But Look, I had to walk through yeah. it every day. We love everybody. We love everybody. You're going to get gay rape. <laughs> you're going to get gay you're rape get in this park. So one day I was, I was walking through there, and it was like it was nighttime. It was kind of late. It was late enough to be very dark. And at the entrance of the park, there was a very large man, <laughs> like kind of overweight, very tall, wearing all black, holding an umbrella. And it was not raining. He was holding <laughs> an umbrella. And as I walk into the park, do you take credit cards? <laughs> I'll pay in cash. He's just slightly he's just creepier me grown than you. Up, <laughs> hitting on me as a child. Ah, he's a looper. <laughs> he's a fucking sex looper. Oh, that movie's going to be successful because we're already referencing it. I before. know. It's, that's oh, be a great oh my movie. god! I thought of a Noah Garfinkel joke. Wait. Which is this is how we loop it, <laughs> and then it's, it's, it's a huge joke. joke. And then you write Bruce Willis is old, but he's also young. Wait, that, that was a joke that got cut from the Shack Show. Was there was some shitty video of like a girl like dancing on a chair and then she falls. Oh, and my I, joke yeah. was I like the way you work at no dignity. Ah, <laughs> it did not make the cut. How could you be so? That is a classic. Oh, our, that's oh, one of yours. Uh, classic. That's why I thought it classic was classic like Noah shitty wordplay. Yeah. How could you be so Arliss? <laughs> <laughs> if I had ever seen the show Arliss, that would have been the best. But even never should, having seen it. You should watch the entire series just to just understand to get that, joke that web video. This is how we loop it. <laughs> the original idea was this is how we poop it, and it's different animals pooping. I would have gone with loop. Yeah, loop it is more up my alley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're in the, I. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he's got a different face. Demi Moore's ex-husband. <laughs> yeah, it works. Take the bag off his face. It's you. <laughs> There's now a little bit. <laughs> right and out on the west side. Why isn't this the trailer <laughs> for the film? Because it doesn't look good, but the movie we're singing about sounds <laughs> yeah. great. Futuristic gun. <laughs> Different kind of gun. When is this film? When is this film? When, when is this film? <laughs> it's 2012 on the West Side. I should have picked a year in the future. Uh, we're riffing. Uh, okay, also, you- m- wait, let's discuss Looper a little more. Because already there's a flaw in the preview where there's this moment that they show where George- Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the same as yep. Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. <laughs> yes. And they see each other. And then in that moment, like just from the preview, you're supposed to know that Joseph Gordon-Levitt knows that's him as an adult, but they don't look alike, so right. why, the, why does he know? Right, right, right. Why do I look like Bruce Willis in the future? Yeah, I feel like he, like in the movie, he should have just been like, Bruce Willis? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that movie should have been about. It's Man, like, why am I supposed to kill Bruce Willis from the future? Why does Bruce Willis look great in the future and yeah. now he's been sent back? Yes, that's funny. That is really, really funny. <laughs> uh, but me almost getting raped. This so is how we loop. Sorry, keep going. Yes. <laughs> So the guy, the guy with the umbrella, when it's not raining, wearing all black, who is very large, yep, uh, goes. Do you know how to get to Fenway Park? And you can see the lights from Fenway Park from that part of yeah the fins. You can hear the game. Yeah, it would have made sense. Like I could have just been like right there, but I said, "Yeah, sure, follow me," because I need everyone to like me. Oh Jesus! And he was a stranger, and I was like, "I'm going to help this crazy looking who stranger. wants to catch the game he wants to see he the looks game. like he has 37 dollars on him and or the jimmy buffett concert there were as many jimmy buffett concerts at Fenway park as there were red sox games. Ah. <laughs> every once in a while it'd be double booked and they just let him pitch <laughs> jimmy buffett just stands on the mound singing throwing like wasting like away. it looks like a left-hander throwing the ball with his right hand <laughs> so, <laughs> so we started walking into this park and he asked me what I did, and at the time, like I was, you know, I was in college, and I did stand up, and I felt comfortable with this man for some reason. Oh my god! So she's like, oh, you know, I go to Emerson, and I, you know, I do stand up sometimes. And he goes, oh, you do stand up, and then he sat down on a bench, which was like a good opportunity to leave. Yeah. But instead, I was just like, oh, well, you know, what is it, what else does this guy have to say? And he goes, well, I have a joke if you want to hear it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and then he starts telling me a joke. No. And what? Well, I feel like the most efficient way to tell you this is to do it like I I do it as stand-up, which is exactly the way it happened, which is he starts telling me a joke, which turns out is not a joke, but a long, convoluted story meant to trick me into weird, like, gay oral sex. So he's like, so there's this guy, and, you know, his car breaks down. So he's got to use a phone. He's in the middle of nowhere, and he finds this farmhouse, and he knocks on the door, and a guy answers, and he's like, can I use your phone? And the guy's like, sure, but you have to blow my horse. And all, like it doesn't – like the way he's telling it doesn't sound like a joke. Yeah. It sounds like every new sentence he says sounds like he's trying to – like desperately trying to think of it. And oh, he keeps no. going on and on and like – by like five minutes into it, there's a guy – like he's rambling. He's not doing a concise job of Where is his hands? Where oh he's just sitting on a bench like normal. Where's the umbrella? He's uh, I believe the umbrella was like by his side now. He's not holding his umbrella. But earlier he had he was smoking a cigarette before this happened, and he handed me the lighter and he goes, "Can you light me up?" And that uh, that the only good decision I made, I was like, "No, 
<laughs> like I didn't want to put my hand near his face. Like I knew enough. Like oh, I didn't want that go. to happen. That yep. made me uncomfortable. Yeah, it's weird if someone's holding a lighter and then gives it yeah, to you. Yeah, it's like why are you? Yeah, like this I'd like weird. to bite you. Is what yeah, he's going to yes. say. So I that I felt uncomfortable with that, but comfortable enough to stay and listen to his joke. Right. Oh God. Uh, so then he's going on and on. And like five minutes into it, they're like, he's like, so they're in the barn. Can I just address the noise downstairs? There is a lot of noise downstairs. What is that? I just want to, I just don't want the people listening to not think that we don't hear that. Oh, we know. Is this a, do you think he's doing comedy bits with a drum? Is that what's happening down there? He's saying, say yeah, say yeah. And the audience is saying, yeah. That's weird. I thought that was Dan Harmon's show. It is? Doesn't no. it seem like he'd have a more laid-back show? Keep going in the store. I'm so sorry. No, no problem. Uh, so he's <laughs> so he's he's blowing you. <laughs> so the guy's blowing me in the park. Uh, so in the story, there's a man blowing a man who's blowing a horse. Yes. Like, and he's going into graphic description about it. He's like, he's grabbing it. He's just really going for it. And then he goes, and then a woman comes in, and like he keeps telling the story, and it's very graphic about how there's a guy. Like just licking a woman, and she's blowing this guy who's blowing the horse, and I, I'm like by this point terrified because now I know that this is like not weird. a joke. This is not a joke. It's just oh, weird. We've passed the point of, and that's the farmer's daughter. Yeah, exactly. We're ten minutes past that, <laughs> and I was just like so like my heart was pounding, and I know it's bad. Like I know I've put myself in like a weird vulnerable situation, but also I am polite to everyone so I don't just walk away because I feel like that's going to be awkward like how is that going to be more awkward than seeing this guy explicitly explain like a horse blowjob but I was just standing there and then I decided I had to stand up for myself so I go yeah what's the punchline like as sternly as I could that's like how that's what you went for you didn't you didn't say like fuck you buddy you went wrap it up get to the punchline wrap it up I came for laughs (laughs) I want to hear the end of this joke pal so I wanted to hear the end of the joke Uh, so what's the punchline and he goes he looks me dead in the eye and he goes the punchline is can I suck your dick Oh, and I was just like, and then it's like God. everything you would fear, like that, what you thought that situation was is exactly what it is. And it's crazy. And I just went, I just yelled, no, like that, like a very stern, like a kind of petty, like petty, yeah. petulant, no, no, gross. Yeah. I said, no, like I was yelling gross. And then I was just like, I felt so negative and I was just walking away. And then he yells after me and he goes, well, is it big? And I just, my immediate response was just, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, then, and then in that moment, I'm just like, what? How did that? Like, cause you can't, there's no recovery. You can't yeah. be like, it's, it's fine. It's, yeah. re- it's a regular, like, no complaints. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I was 16. Yeah. When I was 16, there were issues. Does it have now a shine on it? <laughs> now it's now it's regular and good, and I like it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you can't God. yell to a guy. So I accidentally, by, like, weird tongue-tyingness, yelled that I didn't have a big dick in a park, which is weird. It's crazy to think. And, and then I just felt so violent. Like, I walked to meet... Like, I didn't go... I, my friend lived in the basement apartment downstairs, and I just knocked on his door, and I was just like, I, I gotta talk about what just happened. Yeah. And it was just like, he... Like, not only did I feel, like, uncomfortable and, like, put upon, like, by my own, like, pussiness of not just being able to walk away, like, feeling like that would be too weird, but, like, him tricking me into yelling, that, like, bothered me. Yeah. Which he didn't... That wasn't what he was going for. Well, it's just, like, that I was so... 
unable to like focus and have a stern response. Right. And I was just like, no. I think either the way, best I could do is no. He wins. He's like, oh, little dick. Little <laughs> Love dick. it. Love it. Wouldn't have had to work for it. <laughs> Real easy on the way down. Ooh, that guy. Oh my god. And you, he made you confess a small dick. That's doubly humiliating. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. It's now I feel the need to like. To, for the record, it's fine. What? It's regular. You're, oh, your dick. Yeah, it's a regular. Oh, you're not the first person to do the show and then be like, <laughs> "I'd like a disclaimer." It's a, it's a fine dick. It's fine. Like it's not like it's not blowing anyone's mind, but it's not ruining any, anyone's day. That's what it's not ruining any parties. <laughs> yeah, it's not ruining any. No, it would still ruin a party because all dicks ruin parties. All, that's right. That's what all before. dicks ruin parties. Well, this is perfect. Sleepy Summer Series. I'm glad you told that story. <laughs> I'm terrified by that story and also very it's glad that you told story. it. It's a horrible story. It's a horrible story, but I love it. And the la- Oh, I was going to ask you about weed alone. Can I just ask you this oh, question? Oh, yeah, please. Do you, I think I uh, sometimes am drawn to drinking alone because I don't want people to see, like, the, the filterlessness. Like, I know I'm pretty filterless, but, yeah. like, when I'm alone and I drink, sometimes I think I'm able to access emotions that I'm not comfortable showing people. Oh, I – no, it's not about that at all because I don't drink alone. Like, r- rarely do I ever. Okay. Um, so we've both been judged this podcast. Yeah, I am judging you. Yes. <laughs> drinking alone. That's, that sounds like a problem. Ha, <laughs> uh, You shouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, that is the first step uh, down a terrible set of stairs. I think that's the fifth step. <laughs> is it the fifth step? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of a sixth step. <laughs> I think it's twelve steps. Actually, <laughs> no, I'm not sense. proud of that. I'm not, and I don't. Uh, Wait, what necessarily... if there were twelve steps to becoming an alcoholic instead of the other way around? Well, that's like that's like our unfitness book. We've come up with two. Books. Wow, we're fucking nailing this reverse. Steps. What you would think the book would be, bits. <laughs> we're gonna make exactly seventy five thousand dollars off these two books, which means we're gonna owe seventy five thousand. Yeah, we're not gonna make one. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, smoking alone. I sp- yeah. I like to like. Because there's, I feel like I'm generally an anxious person, and in public, I, which uh, another re- my girlfriend is great because she is like kind of been like you know it doesn't matter you can be in public and talking to people and you don't have to make them laugh right they will they you will have you don't, you they don't. will have the same day they were having before even if you don't feel like you killed that conversation right. you also don't have to listen to their 20 minute joke that ends also, with yes. will you let me yes. blow you with the hope that you'll get a good joke in <laughs> and their weird their weird horse blowing story uh, but like so going like being like I'm not an agoraphobe or anything. Like I'm not. I'm not a recluse. Agoraphobe? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> but like being out in general is like definitely more stressful than being alone. Like just by nature of being around other people there. Yep. And when I am uh, alone, like it's nice to get high and watch the news and then eat everything in my refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> I, there, I feel like there is nothing I like more than being like stoned and eating so much. It just yeah. Well, it's comforting. Yeah. It's also it's like you're also in complete control of it. You're incomplete, you but lately I've got I started thinking about this high if it's maybe like a thing where it's like it feels great to eat when you're high and you never get full so it's kind of like you're chasing this weird food orgasm that will never happen. Yeah. You're never going to eat enough while you're high to be like, yeah, there it is. That, yeah. that is what I was trying to get to. You just eat and eventually you feel gross. You're chasing the fillet of dragon. Yeah. You yeah. just want a delicious dragon. You're like wait, you're waiting for this climax that will never come. It's hilarious when you're eating stoned. Okay, so it's not about shame for your emotions. No, no, it's like I, also just being high in public makes me like an insane person. Oh yeah. So I'd rather, and I like I like feeling high, just not around other people. 
and also gen- generally I'm a very solitary person like I I need a lot of alone time like if I haven't been by myself yeah. for a number of consecutive days it makes me feel crazy yeah you got to recharge your batteries which is like another reason i feel like i wasn't in a relationship for a long time because i was like how do you sleep at someone's place that means you're spending a morning with that person right after you spend a night with that person and you weren't alone yeah and that sounded but you crazy got over to me. well then i did it and i was like oh it's regular you you go eat breakfast and it's you also when you were amazing. sleeping you were kind of alone yeah you're kind of yeah you get to do your own thoughts yeah yeah you can't you know fart is <laughs> Although I learned this from a Maxwell Mastery stand-up joke <laughs> that you can just lift a cheek when you're laying on your side. <laughs> it makes no sound. And he did that joke and the audience was laughing and I was like, this audience doesn't know that that just like changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> that Max Silvestri joke is a game changer. Like, I heard it like five years ago and I was just like, this is... Also, better than therapy. You also have to lift the sheet too. You can't just marinate in it. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. Wanna, Otherwise, that's, you're just you don't, delaying. You don't want to bake a lady in your farm. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> you just remind me. I find the term Dutch oven so funny. The idea. Of... <laughs> <laughs> no, Dutch oven is a very funny term. The other thing, the thing that's been cracking me up for now twelve weeks is <laughs> imagining. <laughs> The idea, idea. the idea that someone knew what a Dutch oven was, which is kind of an obscure way of cooking, <laughs> and also oven. was juvenile enough to seal someone in with a fart, and then went, that's like a Dutch <laughs> oven, and then it caught on. Yeah, how, is, how is the person who invented that also aware of what a Dutch oven is? <laughs> that's exactly but my also, point, yes. Now it's so commonplace that I knew what a fart Dutch oven was. Before, before you knew I what knew a Dutch what oven it, was. When I learned what a Dutch oven was, I was like, ah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like stacked cooking that steams itself, I but, guess. Uh, my Dutch oven for these past few weeks has been imagining Shaq uh, pronouncing Baby Ruth as Babby Ruth. And it is, I can't, like, anytime I'm by myself, I just imagine him be like, can, can somebody give me a Babby Ruth? And I lose my, I laugh by myself at the idea of, of Shaq's <laughs> Babby Ruth. It's great, which he's not. He's a regular, <laughs> he's a regular smart man. man. He's not, <laughs> but he's also powerful and rich and a giant. So him he's being like, gi- "Give me a Babby Ruth, <laughs> a Babby Ruth," just like the longest Give me a, you, a Babby Ruth Bart, a Babby. Barry Rothbart reference. That was the best Barry Rothbart reference. It's the only Barry Roth. No, he's come up on the show before. I think. I've heard you talk yeah, about Barry Rothbart on I, the show. I think, yeah, we got to get Babby Rothbart. We got to get Babby Rothbart on the show. Okay, the Sleepy Summer series dictates that we talk about religion briefly, and then we're out of here. Oh yeah, I'm down. Da- I'm down. You down? Oh, I'm I'm here as long as as you need me to say words to your face. Well, I believe that you will <laughs> listen to a hobo who was looking to rape you talk. First of all, I think he had an apartment that he was going to take me back to. Okay, you're classy. You're classy. He wasn't going to blow me in the bush. Wait, this is the first yeah. time I'm realizing he was going to blow me in the bushes. Yeah, I. That's the what way, the umbrellas for. The way I always pictured it was going back to his like kind of like middling apartment near Fenway Park. Nope. No, that was going to be in the bushes. That's a privacy umbrella. <laughs> then he goes, we don't really need it. Tiny dick, tiny <laughs> dick. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You have a lovely dick. It, it does, it's not shiny like yours, but it's... It gets I don't get a shine every time. One of the funniest things Dane Cook uh, <laughs> said, I heard... Wait, that. what are the circumstances that makes your dick shiny? 
It has to be extra hard. The skin gets stretched so hard. Oh, you have to have, yeah, like, I kind of, I yeah, you can't, in the right light. Yeah, of course, you got to have the light for the shine. Yeah, you have the light for the shine. And like Dane Cook said, this line where he was like, he has this b- bit about how his dick looked like a lighthouse, and the vein was the sterile, the spiral staircase going up it or something. It's kind of a gross bit, but he, <laughs> it made me laugh. A spiral? Wait, what is his vein doing? It's going circling it. He has a circle. He should th- get that dick vein. Out. That's crazy. Wait, they, in the bit, the same friend who went to Japan always had a weird. Ball vein that for oh, also when I was in high school, all of my friends had their dicks out constantly. So ah. I'm intimately familiar with all of my sure. friends' penises. Sure, sure, sure. The one who went to Japan had a weird ball vein that freaked everyone out. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know you're... why I brought that up. That can only serve to embarrass him. Is not entertaining. <laughs> no, it's entertaining. I'm it's picturing a... it. I'm, I'm kind of. Does it go around it like the? No, center? it was like. It, it was just like one little black worm. It looked like Patrick Stewart's forehead. <laughs> When he's it did angry, look like Patrick when he's Stewart's real forehead. mad. You know who has a good forehead vein? Phil Seymour Hoff. In he, the does, he has a good acting vein. Oh, great acting vein. Um, that vein should get an Academy Award. Wait, is that movie... Am I going to like this movie if I'm not a Paul Thomas Anderson guy? Yes. Okay. And I, here's what you'll think. You'll think... This is what I thought. It's not hugely entertaining. When you leave, you won't be like, what a mile a minute. What the fuck? Story, yeah, it's it is entertaining, but it's not necessarily the story that's entertaining you. So you're watching these vignettes, and like, so when I finished seeing it, I was pretty proud of my response. I was like, I need to think about it. People were like, How was it? And I was like, hmm. I'm not sure. Next day, can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, that's and it's, that's good. It's one of those movies where I'm like, Oh, every scene was huge, and I think I'm stupid, and I don't get a couple of the scenes, and on, I'm going to see gonna, it. You're going to see it again. I'm going to see it a couple more times, bro. I, saw, I talked to Joe last night. He said he did not like it. I can see that. I can also see the anticipation of wanting it to be like There Will Be Blood. That was a little bit for me. Which but, also, I did not watch There Will Be Blood the whole way through. Oh, really? No. I, I watched it, and by the time he got to the church, I was just like, I'm, I'm bored, and I turned it off, and then everybody's like, the whole movie is the part yeah. that happens inside the church. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know about that. And I I don't know. It's just I also Magn- – Magnolia I, f- I found tedious. I found the connections I have to be depressed flimsy. to watch Magnolia. But it's a great movie. And Wes Anderson, I hate way more. I have not liked one film. I like one line in Bottle Rocket that cracks me up. I tried to watch Bottle Rocket after I'd seen all of the other ones, and I was like, no. I like when... Wh- and I'm which, sure it's great. I just felt a bunch of people prickle up. I'm sure it's great. Sometimes you just miss the boat. And also, I don't know. I have weird taste something. Like, I... Like I know, like I am very aware of the fact that I have bad taste in music. For example, I realize there are good things that are critically acclaimed that people who know what they're talking about like, and acclaimed? sometimes I don't like those things. Right, right. You love acapella. I love acapella. It doesn't make any sense to me. A kid sitting on a piano going, "Don't I sound like a piano?" No. First of all, it's nineteen kids and they're standing, and they do sound like a piano, and they're covering songs you know. Yeah, that's great. All right. I just don't like. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's terrible. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah I am yeah. the wrong one. Okay, <laughs> you just sounded like Joe a little bit. <laughs> I love when friends sound alike. I notice that happens a lot with girls. We also Joe and I. It happens with guys too. It just happened with guys. But like every if I start dating a girl, then you meet a friend, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. It makes Joe and I also both when we are with each other giggle, like little girl giggle. And when he, he was over last night, I'm staying. And my friend, because I don't really live here, I'm saying with friends who uh, I knew from college who mm-hmm. now have an extra bedroom, which is the same bedroom Joe was staying in when he didn't quite live here but was working out here. Right. So he came over after a show, 
and we uh, were just like sitting outside talking, and then I realized we were right under um, our friend's window, who owns the place. I'm like, oh, we, we're clearly keeping them up. We should go inside. And then this morning when I was walking out, I was like, oh, I'm sorry if Joe and I kept you up. And she was like, oh, that was Joe. We didn't know who that was. We just heard voices. And uh, was there a girl there? And I was like, no. Did it sound like a girl was laughing? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, no, that was just Joe. Uh, was Joe and I are laughing like little girls. That's fantastic. Okay, sleepy summer, sleep some. What 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 happens when you die? No, I no, called you Joe. No, nothing, Joa. <laughs> nothing, nothing happens when you die, Pete. You're just gone. You're just gone. You are simply dead. So why don't you just go out and fucking shoot some heroin in your dick? Wait, well, I don't understand how those two. <laughs> I don't see how, how me believing that nothing happens after you die leads just, directly into shooting heroin. No, not necessarily. I, you know, and I, I kind of feel like that was a childish argument. I'm not even arguing. Oh no, with you. no. I just feel like if we could really wrap our brains around the idea that when you're dead, when you're dead, you're dead, we would live differently. Well, I feel like I, I feel like it's very self-involved to imagine that there's something because we we think that because I'm thinking and that I'm aware of myself. That this has to continue. Me knowing I'm me can't just end. And yeah. it's like, yes, it's all crazy shit. Like, like Mars is also crazy. Mars is like this. Well, let's not use Mars because maybe there's shit up there. But let's say, let's say Neptune. Neptune is this dead, lifeless thing. But it's also the fact that that came into existence took an insane amount of permutations of the universe to lead to that happening. Right. And that doesn't bother anyone. But somehow they're like, oh, I'm thinking. And that's crazy. So, right. so certainly me thinking is so impressive that that has to continue. Right. There has to be something making me think. Me thinking this is so awesome right. that there has to be something after this stops happening. Yeah. It's like, I don't, uh, I don't know. It's like a, I think things are crazy enough without an afterlife that you don't, you don't need it. Like, yeah, they are. Yeah. I think that's true. I think the idea... I, the idea that just like chemistry and physics is why we're here is no crazier or less crazy than believing that there's like a god who talks to people and makes snakes do evil shit. That's so interesting. Could I read you this email that someone wrote? To the, I've never yes. done this before. Yeah. So it's, that speaks to this. And this is going to be so obvious to you. But this is the sort of thing someone wrote to me on the weirdatnerdist.com and, and wrote about uh, God. And uh, his name is just Jason. Sorry. Jason Rucker. And he's a vet and uh, not a... A veterinarian. Got he it. Is a Go vet- on. He is a veterinarian. Oh, he is a yeah, veterinarian. yeah, that's the one I meant. Oh, I made the opposite joke there. Okay. Was- <laughs> uh, I'm a veterinarian. Uh, I want to hear what you think about this. I bet you'll just be like, yeah, that's what I've known since I was eight. Um, I'm a veterinarian. And the one obvious truth in the world to me is... Uh, sorry is if you want to know God, you only have to read what he left us. It's not in a book it's in the, it, that is simply ancient man's interpretation of God. It's science. Interesting. I never, I never took it science. Science to me was always like a uh, betrayal of God or something. It was like, how can you look at science? But this guy is saying that like biology, genetic, physics, these are the no- noblest pursuits um, sorry, why is it so fucking small? I'm sorry. You printed that is like a it size so nine small. font. I feel so old. I you can't have read this. A- an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper <laughs> that has the tiniest type on it I've ever and seen. And there, you read it. I cannot read out loud. <laughs> it makes me panic. <laughs> it's okay, Katie. Thank you for printing it. They are the noblest pursuits, and they're not looking for what some man said 
or <laughs> was inspired to say about God. They are looking at what God left us, what he did. It's, uh, if there is a God and he created the life and the universe, I like that he's saying if. He's not saying there is, but if there is, it is. Uh, DNA and stars, understanding those sorts of things. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I just can't. I feel like I'm by gonna, the time you get paraphrasing this, by the time you get through all that shit, you might as well just believe in God. Like I get what he's saying, but it's like once you're like doing the spiritual thing of like, no, science and physics is God. It's like fuck. Just like go go, go to church if you're already <laughs> if you're already like trying to like make this. But I don't think the, I don't know if that's what he's doing as much as he's saying. Look, I, and I am paraphrasing, and I'm using his examples. We could took what some guy wrote about God and his feelings about God, and we're we're taking it as a as a belief that he was divinely inspired. And then later, that same guy like burned a witch or something, or stoned <laughs> an adulteress. You know what I mean? Or we could look at something today, right now. It's okay, Katie. It's, I'm not. I, I've already ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> Katie got on a big fun. Sorry, Jason, I totally ruined your email. But the point was that, like, looking at uh, God's work, if there is a God or whatever God is, yeah. is the most pure and truthful uh, investigation of what God might be. I just, I feel like if you want, I kind of take issue with when people are like are very into science, but they're still trying to. Hang on. Like, my, one of my least favorite things is people who try to find scientific explanations for what happened mm. in the Bible. Like, for the Noah's Ark thing, they'll be like, well, at some point, you know, there was, like, the Mediterranean did get filled. And I was going to say, there was. Yeah, there, Everybody yeah, agrees on that. At some point, there that. was a fill. Like, by the time you're doing that, like, f- f- just fuck it. Like, just believe in it if you're going to believe in it. You don't have to find, like, scientific explanation for it. Like, right. You're saying, well, what, where is that coming from? It's so stupid. You might as well just believe yeah, no, it. Why? It's, no, it's not that it's so stupid. It's just like if you're, like if you're going to believe in God, that's going to come from faith. Like you have to take this leap that is slightly past rationality. Mm-hmm. Which I think I don't. Th- I don't have a problem with that. I get that. That that is the definition of faith is believing in something that isn't entirely rational. But so long as you're doing that, why are you looking for the science behind it? Like right. why are you looking for justification? Right. I it seems like it seems like a a cop out. Like I, I, if you believe that happened, that I also believe that you believe there is a reason that happened and that God made that happen in some way. But why? Like why? Look, like you're all, you're already on board. Like, are you trying to convince me? Because it's not like. It's not going to happen. Because you're not that. That just doesn't uh, interest you. Like when you were a kid, you were like, "This is not for me," and that's fine. Yeah. Like I feel like. I didn't think of it that deep. I didn't think of it deeply when I was, you know, 11 and 12, but I feel like I had a baseline level of skepticism mm-hmm. where I was like, this just doesn't add up to me. And it was because it was a Jewish school. There was a lot of focus on like the logic of it and how it could have happened. So we had this whole series of weeks that were about like how the tin plagues could have actually happened. And I feel like that was a point at which I was like, F- like, fuck it. Right. Like, why are we like, if we're buying into a snake talking, I, yeah. like why do we need there to be an earthquake to make the Red Sea part? St- part. That's so interesting. There was a, there was a Hillary Swank movie where she described it had to be somebody's theory where it was like, and the locusts attracted the frogs and the frogs. Oh wait, what movie? Wait, I remember yeah. the preview for yeah. And it, it's like you don't need it, yeah the the, the and blood. the frogs killed the firstborn. Well, I think it was like that the the blood and the the river wasn't literal blood it was an algae like much like a red tide that made it red and then loca- like locust or fr- i don't remember what order they came in like right. eats on that and then so the frogs come next. and then the and darkness, frogs make but- you sick yeah, yeah and it's just like yeah but i can i can take the 
the leap that in Egypt maybe there were a series of shitty things that happened, but it didn't happen like that. Like the, it just didn't. <laughs> There's it just did, that didn't happen. It's crazy. It's Looney Tunes. <laughs> like and that's why. Like we're if we're getting into like I like how we're like if we're getting into Scientology, I'm the one who brought it up. I'm yeah. thinking it up yeah, now yeah, yeah. and trying to act like you got it brought up before. Like Scientology and Mormonism aren't the newest religion. Yeah, they're not more crazy to me in principle, but they are crazier to me by by way of them coming up more recently. Like I feel like people who are religious now, it makes sense. This is an accepted form of belief. And you can be born into it, and you can be like, a lot of smart people agree with this, and they're smarter than I am, mm-hmm. and I can go with them on this. But as far as things that just came up, like, it's like, this is new, like, this is untested, and I feel like the way the first religious people were, they were pro- they were also, cra- well, maybe they weren't crazy because they had no other explanations. Mm. But it's just insane to me to accept, like, a new, like... Reli- there should be no more new religions. Like, if you want to stick with these old ones, well, that's accepted, why you, fine. You should see the master. You really should, and then we should do an addendum to this episode because it's so fascinating how quickly we are and will revert to that sort of culty thing. If someone's charismatic and has new ideas on old thoughts, which is everlasting life, purpose, and which, all that sort of stuff, it's it's staggering how quickly people will be like, I know it sounds like a cult, but I'm going with this guy. But also the way people like adapt old shit to try to pretend it's the same thing that it was. Like like Catholicism now isn't what it was like a thousand years ago because if it was that way, we'd still be murdering people yeah. all over the place. Sure. And then they have to – there's weird rationalities they have to find to not be well, – Right, you have to change. This is all very influential. Like when I was in college, I read a – a, like a, like atheist books a lot. Like I got super. I'm not like super into atheist. Like I don't care. I don't care. Like I don't. It does not bother me that people are religious. I think that admit like for some people that is the best way for them to live, mm-hmm. and not in a condescending way. Just like some people are better people because they have this belief, and that's how they're living their life, and they are better before uh, as now than they were before before they believe that. Like say they're a born again Christian and they quit drinking. Right. And now they're a good family man. Great. But I totally forgot where I started this. Uh, uh, but you're not but, like you're not like a staunch atheist. You read a lot of books in college. Oh yeah, I read uh The End of Faith by Sam Harris who just in college it was very satisfying to read cuz it's like a a screed against religion that is all the logical fallacies in it where like if one is wrong then they're all wrong and it was very satisfying to read at that time. But now when I think back on that I'm like that guy's just a dick. <laughs> like he's just an asshole. Like why are you why are you just yelling at these people who believe something? Who cares? And I guess I, because it's offensive to truth. But who? But you're. Tr- I've never defended atheism. <laughs> I, I was just thinking that on this podcast. You, now you're the one defending atheism. But I do find I I prefer the truth to the not truth. But if the not truth is making someone a better person, I fine. Like yeah. that's better. If if I convinced someone who believed in God that there was no God and then they were like well screw it I'd be mm-hmm. like oh no 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 sorry my bad my bad no right. there is a God go back to, to and they, doing they, things that's for kind of reason you're I mean doing. I think a lot of people that are against religion would say that's what happened is like um, oh god this is what I was about to say and you have to understand that I have a big heart towards religious people and still remain a spiritually seeking person but a lot of people will make the argument that more educated more powerful people kept and I'm talking about a long time ago kept you know people who couldn't read and and less educated people 
uh, in the dark and kind of bending to their will by telling them about hellfire. But I don't think that's about religion. I think that's more about power. Like, and religion is wrapped in that. So, like, there's people who want power and get it by way of religious hierarchy. Yeah. But I don't think that's built into religion. That's built into people. Yeah. I don't have... That's really interesting. I like the summer camp analogy. Like, every time there was a summer camp, all these different sects and... That's why uh, Bill Burr and I were talking about this, was the idea of uh, there's always a them. I think he might be working on a bit about it. I'm not sure, but this is what he was saying. He was like, there's always a them. There's always people conspiring to who are powerful to remain powerful, and they'll use different lies and stuff to kind of get yeah. there. But they don't – I feel like they don't know they're – those people don't know they're those people. Yeah, that might be. I think like popes and stuff, they, they did not think of themselves who? as popes. Yeah. Popes. I thought you said poets. Po- no. Po- they, I I'm got, a pope poet. I have much bigger problems with poets than I do with popes. <laughs> But popes, I don't think they were actively thinking of how do I control this mass of people and be murderous. I think they had this devout belief that for them led to some terrible things in Mm. a lot of circumstances in the past. But I don't think that was a symptom of religion. I think that was just what people do and they they just happen to be funneled into the church. Hmm. This has been fresh air. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know how to end. How do you end the show? That was such a nice point to end on. And I was like, what do I say? I say thank you. Not in the way that we said before. Thank, thank you. Thank you. No, I, I think that's really, really interesting. I love talking about that stuff. And thank you for uh, taking the time to explain, explain your thoughts. Hey, I'm really, I'm really happy you had me on this, oh, my uh, pleasure. this podcast. I feel like a lot of people listening will not have any idea who I am. No. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like that's true of every guest. Every guest hits different, uh, different demographics. Okay. Well, that's always fun. we are hitting my family demographic. My mom and dad <laughs> will know who I am. They will never listen to this. <laughs> Well, you know, you because you do listen to the show, I love that you know this. We, we end by saying keep it crispy. And I'm really glad that you did it. So would you mind saying keep it No, I would not mind at all. Hey, keep it crispy. You <laughs> sounded kind of mad. No, I don't mind at all. Hey, keep it crispy. <laughs> I wasn't being mad. No, I just felt it. No, not at all. I was like, excited to say it. Like, as you were saying, the way we always end the show, I knew what was coming. And yep. I was preparing myself. Give me another one. Uh, Give it to me in your shushing a girl at a movie theater voice. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but are I, you talking to me? No, are I you just, talking to me? Like I know, I guess. Is this me? Yes. This guy is no, talking to me. No, I just like I just really. He looks like wish. an old little boy. I would just be happier if you would keep it crispy. I can do that. Why didn't you just say that? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great, man. Thank you so much. Now leaving Nerdist.com.